Christmas Eve in L.A., and New York cop John McClane is shopping with his wife. California. Everyone on their floor must now. Attention shopper. For the next 10 minutes, we will have a special offer. $2 million in Christmas coupons in exchange for your life. That's Vadania and Chapel. What country is this guy from? Find him! Paper or plastic, you son of a... They say lightning can't strike 12 times. But don't tell him. Hey, fellas, gotta eat your greens! Who the hell is this guy? Who are you? You're very annoying. I got news for you, pal. That's what the people pay to see. Bruce Willis. <laughs> you just destroyed an entire deli section, mister! What do you think I'm doing here? Comparison shopping, huh? He's alone. He's tired. The food is rotten. The bathroom is locked. Oh. And he's running out of one-liners. Dabba, dabba, doo, dabba, 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 dabba. Shut up! the store, we'll go shopping, we'll get a Christmas turkey. Die Hard 12. Die Hungry. How could the same thing happen to the same guy so many times? Hey Nate, we're starting this one upbeat. You know why? Why? We finally got some a celebrate bit of yeah. good times. Come on, yeah, do do do. That it's a celebration. That fucking judgmental Canadian fuck Alex Trebek finally yeah. died. Good Hell yeah, good riddance. Have you been seeing all the parties in the oh, streets? He's a dick. I, was, I know the coronavirus is still happening, but my, I had to get out in the streets and, my, and party a little my bit. My name's Alex Trebek. I'm from Canada, and I know everything. Yeah, wrong answer, Trebek. Fuck that guy. Hey, put this in the form of a question. What is cancer finally beat you, pal? Is, I don't, is that I'm a question? Grammar confuses what? me already. You're subverting it here. You can't. And, and now I'm double confused. Did you see that when he was a younger cat that he was on like a sort of like singing? Trebek was on a variety show? Yeah, like shaking Canada, his ass? Like in the black and white, like singing and stuff? Sort of like uh, the, the Robin Sparkles character from How I Met Your Mother? You're thinking <laughs> a of, bit of that going on? You're thinking of that sweet show Hugh Jackman had on uh, CBS called Viva Laughing or Viva Laughlin. Laughlin. Is that a thing? Yeah, I showed you with him singing that. Still standing. Is that before he was Singing famous for escalator? being Wolverine or after? After. Oh man, so he that used means his he was Wolverine like yeah, money. cashing in his clout. Correct. To be like this is a thing I've wanted to do. You're gonna have to let me do it because I'm a big star. He's like, oi, we got this really great song and dance show in Australia, and I'd like to bring it stateside. Not interested. Collectively, neither I'm was speak the world for the rest of America. Yeah. We're not interested. Nate, I don't think it went Blue a full states, season. Red states. We're putting our hands together in solidarity. 
were were coming out to the polls and voting no on Hugh Jackman's song and dance numbers. Everybody agrees. No one wants Trebek. No one wants the singing and dancing. Probably a few blocks in West Hollywood that supported it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the homosexuals. Yeah. Is that the joke? Tom Rock's back in uh, Baby Oil and Blow Studios, and last time he promised to have presence and did not come through, but... We got we got a a big moment right here because he's got a bag with mysteries inside of it. He says we can't look. Is it time to do the unveiling, Tom Rock? Is, we can are, do the unveiling. Are we ready to do the unveiling? The last time was because it was your 150th episode. Uh yeah, absolutely. So I, that's why I came. So I this wanted, is, and it was Super Troopers, and I wanted to commemorate. You know, one hundred percent Starship Troopers. We've yet to I'd, do Super Troopers. I'd just like to point out he appears to have gotten a haircut. Or he looks cleaned up some way, but he is yeah, drinking. Yeah, I was wondering why he didn't look so scumbaggy yeah. this time. He does have the uh, Jack Daniels mouthwash bottle of booze going. Oh, the so one you like, got to ask the guy to get behind the, the counter? Oh, no, not at the uh, liquor store I went to. They have them outside the counter. Oh, but nice. Those are usually nice behind the counter. packaged goods type store. Uh, would you like a bag with that? Yes, yeah, sir. I, uh, I would like a sleeve. My kind of store. Yeah, you got to put a jimmy on it. Anyways, here you guys go. These are for each of you okay. to commemorate. Oh, we got one of each. Holy! Oh, this is beautiful. We've got it's it's a golden microphone here. It's this, it's this nice. it's on a nice chunk of stone here. Uh, we got an engraved metal on the front of it. Oh, that's engraved. Re- read your engravings. Mine says Nate Adams, Ahoy Hoy, Baby Oil and Blow, number one fifty. Mine it's, says it's beautiful. Matt O, your host, Baby Oil and Blow, number one fifty. Wow, this is this the. These things are going to have a proud space right here on the desk. I love it. Next to all of the chintzy-ass pro wrestling action figures that Matt brought in here. Tom Rock classing the place up a bit. I, I have mine what angled at me, so I money. never forget how great I am. Yeah. One of the one of the last times when I was here, though, when I knew that was going to happen, I saw like all your the, the collectibles. I yeah. was like, oh, they'll go totally. And how were your run-ins with the crazy man who said that he had completed your order before he told you told oh, him yeah, what, he, what you wanted as the order? Everything the guy, went smooth after that? Very smooth. Uh, to the point he messed up Matt when I picked him no up. Faking. He, he left off the your host part. No! And I was like, man, I can't. How are they going to know? Well, I was like, I can't right. give him one with like the extra. I can't give Nate the one with the extra line. I mean, I'm like, like I'm making favorites. Better, you know what yeah. I mean? I think, so I, I, I called I the dude when I got home I got and I noticed. I called the guy up and I was like, hey, so you forgot that. He's like, oh, man, you know what? Is there any problem with you Come back tomorrow morning? Bro. I was like, nope. Showed up, guy was like, "Bam, bam!" I was Here totally you go. smoked up when I was doing that engraving. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so sorry. That's such a bummer, man. This, uh, this Tom Rock, this is beautiful. Yeah, we this is one of the this. most meaningful is, things yeah. anyone's ever gotten me. Tearing up right now a little bit. They're pretty sweet, dude. I, I I'm a fan. Allergies. They're pretty sweet. All right. And they're not. They're, I mean, they're not that chintzy. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. This is hefty. Yeah, you could brain someone that? with that. Somebody, you could hurt that? somebody with that. Yeah. Oh, before episode two hundred, one of us is going to be on the floor, pool of blood, just laying next to our head. Since it's already been brought up, heated. I should probably get out of the way. It's baby oil and blow. It's an action stravaganza oh, yeah. palooza. Lollapalooza never happened. It was all made up in your mind, you pinkos. It was. Yeah, it was the Jews. They they tricked us. It was all just a Coachella fever dream. Lollapalooza never existed, but Baby Oil and Blow does. I am your host, Matt. Oh, with me, as always. Mm-hmm. <sighs> gotta figure Moment out how truth. we're gonna do it here. Moment gotta figure truth. out how we're doing it here because we got a you know you know three man team here. Oh, you know what? What you can just be the uh, the Ted 
to mm. my Bill. Okay. You are Nate Adams. Ahoy, ahoy, everyone. And then, no, no, it's only fitting. You got to be Death. You're Tom Rock. Tom Rock is uh, playing the William Sadler role. I will allow that. Okay, that's good. Introductions out of the way. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Wasting no we time. We got ourselves a fucking podcast. Let's uh, move it along here and straight into uh, our film of the week. If you've been following along, if you haven't, shame on you. You know that we're dropping deuces on your head all month long, all November long. I'm doing a wait, fucking wait, 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 like okay. morning drive host like poop noises when oh. you do the tooth. I'm like, that's <laughs> pretty funny, yeah. Bloop. <laughs> yeah. Flush. We, yeah, wait. We, we should be recording this in the the bathroom. We should have been doing. Son of a bitch. There's too much equipment to carry in there though. Um, fucking 1990 is 30 years ago. Four big number twos came out of the bunghole that was that year. Yeah. And we're, we're going to talk about all of them. First week, we talked about Delta Force 2, which was a debacle. Now we're moving into our second. A Colombian debacle? <laughs> it was Operation Colombian Debacle. The rundown this week is brought to us by uh, that evil drug corporation, uh, Pfizer, who announced uh, today that they have a coronavirus vaccine that is over 90% effective, and they plan on shipping it by the end of the year. Hooray, hooray. Uh, Bro. This is one step closer to getting strip clubs back open. Bro. Fucking reason to celebrate. Bro. What's up, though? You might want to wane that enthusiasm. Oh, no. I was talking to Joe Rogan earlier when uh, we were doing uh, some, uh, uh, some heavy drugs. Yeah. DMT. Yeah. yeah. And it turns out yeah, sure. that drug what that Pfizer's to trying to take the market, Oh man, that's the same shit they used to kill Trebek. Oh, fucking, it's all connected. Yeah. They're bringing it in from Canada. Yeah. I'm not putting that shit in my veins. That's the deep state. It's, it's just maple syrup. It's a placebo. This is just now that the election's over, hey, you, you know how it happened. Speaking of Canada, when are we getting that fake third vaccine uh, for fake virus? When are we getting that third Kevin Smith Canada movie, Moose Jaws? Uh, <laughs> you reading? You, you reading the start, Kevin Smith start Wikipedia? Uh, start filming in twenty twenty one. See, that's bullshit. He promised me a Canadian Saskatchewan horror trilogy. This and is. What the fuck? At this rate, we're going to get all 50 of Soof John Stevens' state albums before this third Kevin Smith Canada movie comes out. Ridiculous. I don't think he's even a person. Release the Winds of Winter, J.R.R. Tolkien Jr., whatever that guy's fucking name is. <laughs> Dude, oh. guys, did you see the Onion article the other day? It was like... Uh, whatever his name is, his publisher is hoping to get the page of for right. the year sure. by the end of the year. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I know but they got a lot of hopes right now. I know that. books. Tolkien wrote that uh, Game of R. Thrones. R. The rundown is of 1990s Die Hard Two. Romero. It's the second deuce in a month of deuces. Number two. This is a film with a hefty runtime of 124 minutes. It's just over two hours if you're counting. Can we, uh, let's put a, some kind of level together. Mm. Last week was the first deuce. Sure. We were like, oh, something's not right. Mm-hmm. First deuce. Yeah. This something's one's like, uh, deuce, deuce. Man, like a second deuce, you know? Is it possible? So it's gurgling. We're at a warning stage right oh, now, I think. Code red if we find that third deuce. Oof, it's gurgling. This yeah. is a film with a budget of somewhere between 62 and $70 million. You know, Wikipedia wasn't quite sure, but it's somewhere in that range. 
That's not a lot of money to make a Die Hard movie. I saw Bruce took seven. Seven? I, I saw 7.5. Okay, well, if, if you want to argue about it. I saw 7.5, Tom Rock. The film with a hefty, hefty gross of $240.2 million. Did it really? I think it's about double yeah, what the original Die Hard made. That's like, what I read. Like, so much more successful than Die Hard. Like the thing I read, it was like, it exceeded expectations. People fucking loved Die Hard too. apparently. I don't think uh, I so much loved it, but going off the sec- first one. That's right. Yeah. It's always week-to-week ratings. It's what did we like last week. It's not what you got on the, the, the air today. Let's see what the first weekend gross was of this one. Mm, I did not dig that if, deep because who has the time? I, but that would be a good one. Because who has the time? Going- if they would have just casted Frank Sinatra's old ass in that first one like they wanted to, mm-hmm. we never would have had to watch this one. That's right. This is a film whose director is a baby oil and blow <gasps> favorite at this point. We've already talked about his Deep Blue Sea. We've already talked about his cliffhanger <gasps> as Rennie Harlan. Fucking foreign ass weirdo Rennie Harlan. Cutthroat Island! Another one. Stars of this film. I own that movie and I like it. Uh, I don't think I've seen Cutthroat Island. I'll let you borrow it. I would like to watch Cutthroat Island. Fucking you trying to push Apocalypto off on me. I'm much more into Cutthroat Island. I think you'd like Apocalypto. Stars of this film, number one, we got Bruce Willis in here as John McClane, a former New York cop who's now an L.A. cop begrudgingly. He is a man who doesn't take any shit. You know him from being Bruno in the docudrama The Return of Bruno. Bruno, if you could do it all again, would you do it the same way or or what? Well, that's a pretty tough question. If I had it all to do over again, would I do it the same way? Um, no. No, I probably wouldn't do it at all. No, you're thinking of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Bruno. Hilarious movie. You remember that when that came out? It was all like, oh man, he's sort of gay. He's doing it. Can't believe it. (laughs) Borat 2. Huge piece of shit. You guys see it? I did not like it. Not good. Not good. Had some moments, but it was just. Maybe maybe two. Maybe like two moments. That young foreign girl really turned me on. Bonnie Bedelia is in this film as Holly McLean, John's wife, who's always getting taken hostage by terrorists. She's known for being herself. Holly McLean in this, and this only. She's on a show that we play at my work oh. on the Start Network, oh, and I can't oh, think of what the show is. Right but here. she, like, every time I'm at work, like, you look up, you're like, Holly McLean. What's Holly McLean on? Also, she was in Needful Things. Show. To be fair, fucking, that was pretty cool. She got to work opposite Ed Harris, the one with the guy from Wings. William Atherton in this film, reprising his role as Thornburg, the asshole reporter from the first Die Hard. He was Richard also Peck. Walter Peck, the, the, the asshole from Ghostbusters. He plays assholes in pretty much anything. Speaking of dudes with faces that look like assholes, our man Death, William Sadler, is in this film playing Stuart, the main bad guy who takes over a whole airport in order to get some general from Valverde released from custody. He was Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, as we've discussed. Also, for all you old fucks out there watching TBS right now, you probably are seeing him in Shawshank as we speak. Mm-hmm. He's probably on hey, the screen right now. A, you want a beer? <laughs> John Amos is in this film I as Grant, the, the army guy who gets brought in to take out the terrorists. He was, of course, McDowell in Coming to America, the owner of McDowell's fast food restaurant. Talk about James Evans. Talking about Dennis Franz. That's what I'm fucking talking oh, about. I was in pain. That's also Andy Sipowitz from uh, NYPD Blue. 
He's playing Lorenzo, the head of the airport cops, but he is fucking Officer Sipowitz. Uh, and that's detectives. It's nothing else. <laughs> Once you're Sipowitz, that's it. You're Sipowitz for life. Is five bananas enough? <laughs> they go bad, you know. Fred a Nokia commercial, Thompson. I think is in this film playing the character, speaking of Canadian-sounding assholes, Trudeau. He's the guy who runs the control tower at the airport. He was the admiral in The Hunt for Red October. I'm sure you action aficionados remember. Also, everybody who's got good taste and class remembers him as the FBI agent in Baby's Day Out, which is a fine film and just a heartwarming little comedy. Doesn't that also have a uh, Christopher Lloyd in it? Don't know. I've never seen it. Or no, it's Baby Geniuses. Oh, I Baby think. Geniuses. Ah, so he, he could have been in both. Exactly he could have been uh, in both. I want to say Joe. Is that, is that the movie about babies who are geniuses? Which is the Joe that we hate? That's from Chicago. That he's always like, I'm from Chicago, Italian beef, and it's like, uh, put your hand down. No one wants to acknowledge you. I don't know. That's... He's a uh, fat Tony in The Simpsons. <clears throat> Greetings, Homer. Hey, fat Tony. You still with the mafia? Uh, uh, yes, uh, I am. Thank you for asking. Now, Homer, as you no doubt recall, you were done a favor by our, uh, how shall I say, Mafia Crime Syndicate. Oh, yeah. Now the time has come for you to do us a favor. You mean the mob only did me a favor to get something in return? Oh, fat Tony! I will say good day to you, sir. Okay. I will go. Hey, wait a minute. Let's not forget John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is credited in this film, and I looked out for him, but I didn't. I didn't. He's the guy that he's all over the church, man. Yeah, he's, in the he's the one that he okay. cuts the power, and it's, then when he's about to call on the walkie-talkie, they cut to the inside, and mm-hmm. the guy goes, "He's like, hey," and then there's like a voice that's Liguizamo's voice is dubbed over. And then, oh, I was gonna say because I didn't hear anything that sounded like Mr. The pest. Herman, Beijing, Mr. <laughs> Herman, you no, have a message that. at the front desk. I read that uh, he was supposed to have a bigger part in the movie until yeah. they he showed up, and they were like, oh. You're really short. Oh, you can't be in this. You're an <laughs> so Italian th- man. So things you're gonna probably have to be down. in a Super Mario Brothers movie or something. Yeah. The, one of the, the bad ba- guys aren't Italians in this. One film. of the goons is uh, plays one of the guys in. I know him. He's like a character dude. He always plays kind of a shitty guy. He's the Terminator. No, but he's in. Uh, Patrick well, in is there. one of the goons. One of the goons though is from Eight Men Out. Is that the boring ass one about Charlie Mark Sheen Boone being a Jr. baseball player, or Mark is that the one where uh, Batman takes out a bunch of crazies? Junior. for a night on the town. That's you got me. Uh, Art Evans is in this film playing Barnes, the like engineer guy in the control tower who's the only guy who takes terrorism seriously and actually helps John McClane out over the course of this bullshit. Reading Rainbow's uncle. Was he? Did he looks like I remember him as detect- <laughs> Detective Lennox from Fright Night. That's, that's, that's what I remember him from. Isn't that mom movie you like too? I like a mom movie? Yeah, I mean, other than the, the shit, the vampire mom up. one. He's in that. Oh, okay. He's a detective okay, in that. Yeah, I think. Sure, that makes what sense. What are you talking about? Uh, it's literally just called Mom. I think it's like a w- old woman turns into like a f- flesh eating ghoul and like she's yeah. sweet. Is that one of those new ones that has, just came out? No, it's oh. from like the eighties. All right, no, it's great. I highly recommend it. Tom Bauer is in this film as Marvin, the creepy janitor who lives in Freddy Krueger's boiler room and periodically <laughs> helps out John McClane. You know him from being Pop Pop, the Nazi grandpa, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Hmm. 
And uh, one one more guy I got to mention, making a special guest appearance just to liven up our day. Reginald Vell Johnson is in this film very briefly as Al Powell, the jewel of the Los Angeles Police Department. You know him as speaking of people from Chicago who we don't hate. Carl Winslow, Officer Carl Winslow. Three, two, one. <laughs> one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? It looks like he got a promotion. Like he has a, his own office in in this one. You know what I'm saying? Wow, he blew a guy away in the first one. That, you get promoted for that shit. That's nice to hear because it's a rare condition this day and age yeah. to read any good things in the newspaper page. <laughs> tagline of this film is in my tagline, Hall of Fame, right up there with In Space No One Can Hear You Scream, Die Harder. Nothing better than that. Straight and to the point. Die fucking harder. It makes no sense, but... Then again, it makes all the sense in the world. Plot of this film. Off-duty cop John McClane is gripped with a feeling of deja vu when, on a snowy Christmas Eve in the nation's capital, terrorists seize a major international airport holding thousands of holiday travelers hostage. Renegade military commandos led by a murderous rogue officer plot to rescue a drug lord from justice and are prepared for every contingency except for one. McClane's smart-mouthed heroics. That's it for the rundown here. Our next segment on the podcast is Bullet Points, where we dig into our notes and we talk about all the things that jumped out to us as we were watching the fine film that we watched. Yeah. So that we'd have an excuse to be sitting here right now talking to all of you, the fine listeners of Baby and Blow. Matt, what is your first bullet point this week, my man? Diesel gas sucks my ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, normally, I can see what direction you're you're going in here with your first bullet points, but they're please. towing McLean's piece okay. of shit car. <laughs> piece of shit car. That's Boy, first scene. Oh, actually, I would like to say my first note was I love the quick start. It just comes out, boom, die hard. Oh two. yeah, John McLean is complaining like fucking but immediately. Just, it was like the whole like the, there's no credits. No, die hard. Die two. hard too. Boom. Die no. hard too. Let's fucking cut to the chase here. But yeah, his car is getting towed by an asshole cop outside of the airport. We're right in the airport. We don't got to worry about getting to the airport. Asshole cop with a crazy New York accent. And I'm like, this movie is set in New York? Hell yeah. Turns out, no. Turns out this movie's set in Washington, D.C. for no goddamn reason. I thought it took place in Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. Dulles. Dulles, the name of the airport. Is, the name of the airport. is that what they yeah. were saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm deaf as shit. I got to put on the fucking closed caption. Uh, my DVD, I didn't have the closed caption on, and my my controller was too far away. Yeah. So there was a couple times I had to like rewind, because I was like, did he just say what I think? No, he didn't. No, did not, did not. Uh, the cop is the guy who does the voice of Harvey Bullock. On Batman the Animated Series. Oh, fuck also yeah. Also shows up who, in wait, who, what? a lot of things. The guy playing the asshole cop who's towing McLean's fucking car. Okay, okay. I know who that guy is. I didn't yeah. know that voice. He shows up in a lot of shit, but you know, he's fucking Harvey Bullock. He's in Batman TAS. And also in uh, Mask of the Phantasm, the Batman the Animated Series feature film. But instantly I'm thinking this is the opposite of the California airport that we get in the first Die Hard. Because yeah. it's fucking cold as shit. There's snow everywhere. It's a blizzard. Everybody's fucking ugly and miserable. We're not like seeing like beautiful blonde people and chilled out surfer guys. This connects with me. This is my day-to-day life. I, I, I love this shit. So does McLean. I, the way it's shot and like it, this is one of those movies where when I watch it, no matter what it's like, 
mm-hmm. outside, especially at night, it oh, makes me like, I, get, I feel like I get a chill. It makes you weather. feel like if you look outside, you want to see the snow. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Fe- I'm feeling that. And I was, I, I was, it's unseasonably warm here this week. It was like 75 when I was watching this it's and I was like, beautiful. it just doesn't feel right. This is, this is a December time movie. Uh, I'll, I'll put, I'll draw a line in the sand right now. This is a, a wintertime movie. Even though it's set on Christmas like the first Die Hard, however, not a Christmas film, Die Hard 2. Just a movie Mm -mm. set on Christmas. We're all in agreement here? Facts. Okay. Don't have to argue about that on the same page. Uh, After we establish that John McClane is at the airport, we got to meet our bad guy. Uh How are you going to fucking top Hans Gruber, one of the most iconic bad guys of all time? You don't. You, well, you got to get William Sandler, Sadler butt-ass naked. Not for <laughs> an obscenely amount of weird thing. times. And like weird where, like, okay, we got it. He's naked. But then it'll be like, he's doing cut to another show. Nude like, tai chi. Okay, I guess he's still naked. There's We're like, establishing that he's a man, a very trained man. Yeah, you see, you can see Tip from behind. Yeah, for sure. You fucking zoom in on that Blu-ray. Like, there's definitely some Tip swinging around. Also, uh, this is our first mention of Val Verde on like the 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 TV. It's like oh, we got a general coming in from Val Verde. He's going to be put on trial in Washington D.C. It's like hell yeah, this exists in the Commando universe. We've established that right now. And I just want to also establish William Sadler is fucking cut to shit for oh, this movie. Oh yeah, shredded. dude is fucking shredded. But I like when he's doing his like ass muscles have ass he, muscles. The the weird little like. <clears throat> Yeah. kicks he'll do to with them. Yeah, those are <laughs> rabbit kicks. He learned that from probably a <laughs> old Oriental man on his travels. I would assume other people can know martial arts, Nate. Next oh. thing we got to establish. Wait, well, you got something to say? Something important about the William cop, Billy the, Sadler, the, the, the first cop after they he gets yeah. to do it with Vito. McClane. I I forgot. It's I have written down though where one of the best lines of the movie after they like they get into it with one another and he walks off. He. <laughs> Fucking tourists. That's right. Hell He's yeah. not impressed by John McClane's badge because he's an L.A. That, cop. Tourists. Fucking tourists. Love it. Next thing we got to establish, big plot point, Bonnie Bedelia is on a plane. She's flying into the airport. This is why John McClane is here to pick her ass up. And we also establish she's sitting next to a crazy old lady who's got a taser in her purse, and she seems a little wild. That's another one of my favorite lines. She's like... <laughs> It's the 90s. Microchips, microwaves, faxes, and earphones. I love any sort of reference of it's the 90s. It's literally 1990. People in the were movie saying too. that it's constantly not even the in the 90s. 90s. It's 1990. Is that the only decade people said that? People like, were they saying it's the 70s? Nobody is saying like it's the 2020s what? right now. It was no. for something about the 90s. People were but like, it's it, the 90s. But when it's 1990, and you're like, it's the 90s, I mean, man. Yeah, you're like, it was dude, very it's still exciting. 1987. Yeah, everybody was gearing up for the end of the world already we, in 1990. We've established uh, decades don't start until the second or third year. Yeah, 100%. This is fully in the 1980s, but I don't know. There's really no fashion or anything in this movie that would date it either way because everybody's just ugly and bundled up. You could easily, if they were like, this was 1986, you'd be like, okay, yeah, it's believable. 1986. Also, this is 1993. I'd be like, makes sense. When totally were people wearing sweet wide whale cords? Mm, well, I'm like John McClane. I'm doing that right now. It's, it's, Duh. Also, John McClane's got a pretty pretty comfy looking sweater on here early in the film i'd say facts nate once again i was it was mad it was 75 degrees i wanted to put a sweater on watching this shit last time i was wearing wide whale cords Uh uh-huh i got in a terrible car accident never again 
Was it because somebody was so startled by how attractive you looked in the cords that they swerved into you? Uh, no, I got a r- really bad concussion, and I, I don't remember about three hours of, of the day. Oh, is so. that why your brain works the way it does now? Yeah, I got hit by a bus. All the way back to that, not that Correct. incident, probably. Yeah. Terrorists are doing things is, is another bullet point I have in here. It's my Gary Busey's hmm. motorcycle accident. <laughs> I, I had that... I. I not that he's really, I mean, I guess it's like, uh, kind. it's not really established, established, but I guess you kind of pick up on it kind of quick that William Sadler's the bad guy. Uh-huh, yeah. You but can it's just like, tell by his asshole face. But it's like, if you're the main bad guy, why the fuck are you walking around the airport like you are? Like when he runs into McLean's like, oh, I think I've seen you before. Yeah, like, right. Oh, um, no, you have uh, I've been on TV. That reporter lady, like, there's a little blonde reporter lady. She oh yeah, she recognizes him instantly. I got two words He's got some you. sort of fame. Fuck you. Yeah, pinko calls her bitch. a pinko bitch. That's pretty good. Fucking Nobody media, wants to talk dude. to the media. Mainstream media. This movie is very anti-media. Fake news. Fucking fake news all over this fucking movie that's the media doesn't sure. call the election the media doesn't call the election <laughs> bro you're one of them you work for him that's true I, yeah no evil empire until sven Gulli starts signing your checks i can't respect what you do so they're taking oh. over a church for some reason these terrorists we just get all sorts of terrorist action they're like hey preacher we got to rent your church he's like no problemo guys i'm cool and affable do whatever you want then they shoot him for no reason and you're like well, these guys are just fucking assholes. They didn't even need to kill that man of God. You gotta let them know they're the bad guys. They're slinking around the airport. They're synchronizing their swatches. Clearly, these guys have some sort of big plan happening. But McClane, being the detective that he is, mm-hmm. just sitting there smoking the, in public, the drunk smoking in an airport. At the airport I bar. Love it, dude. Indoors. Sparks Fucking up. chain smoking. We've mm. established that he has a Zippo hey, lighter on him. It looks like those uh, guys exchanged Keep a briefcase underneath the table. I'm going to follow this See some suspicious activity. He follows these guys. They go back into the, the, the working bowels of the baggage claim area. And I had a little bit of a beef with this scene right here. So McLean uh, grabs that like janitor and he's like, hey, uh, you got the keys to this thing? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, open it up. But he's like, why? And then McLean like big dicks him and flashes his badge. He's like, because I'm asking you to or whatever. No, but I, I wrote that down later on because after he does this, this, this happens a couple of times. Yeah. That, that, that like, uh, hey, he's the cool, nice. That's yeah. the guy you want your side. But then when it comes out, he's like. Motherfucker, I'm a cop. Exactly. This, I like, don't like Ew. this. This scene, especially Willis's delivery, it's cocky and like it's out of character for John McClane because John McClane is one with the working man. It's an essential part of his character. The stiffs at the top, he does not get along with. The grunts on the bottom, the janitors, he th- these are his people. He shouldn't be fucking big dicking this guy I like this. I think we all know if he's going to tell you it's a cop, it's to tell you. Relax, I'm a cop. <laughs> 100%. So this this scene right here just stuck out to me. I was like, oh, that's out of character for John McClane. I felt the same didn't way. Like and like, didn't again, like but like, again, like I didn't even write it down until it happened like later on again. And I think it happened a third time, like <laughs> specifically where I was doing? like, it's like, dude, man, like, it's, okay, cops are fucking It's, it's like Eyes Wide Shut where Tom Cruise is just flashing around his doctor ID the entire movie. He's like, oh, I'm a backstage doctor. Passes. I'm a backstage doctor. Backstage passes. <laughs> backstage passes. Where the rainbow ends. Where the rainbow ends. Heroin and coke. Heroin and coke. Mandy. Mandy? What makes you an exception? What makes me an exception? Where you're coming from. 
where I'm coming from. What then? What then? What then? Good evening. Good evening, Carl. Would you like to come inside with me? Come inside with you. Hi. Hi. Do you have to go? Do I have to go? Really? Really. They got another gig later tonight. Playing somewhere else tonight? It's in a different place every time. Different place every time. He moved to Chicago. He moved to Chicago. Well, I have some problem with my hair, you know? Your hair. Okay, that's 7450. 7450. Private. Private. What is the password for the house? The password for the house. Get undressed. Get undressed? Two or three. Two or three. Mr. Nightingale has already checked out. You checked out? Five o'clock this morning. Five o'clock. Scared. Scared. Hi. Hi. Look, I got all these right. You got all of those right? I have no idea. You have no idea? She may not even be coming back. She may not even be coming back. I don't know. You don't know? I don't quite know how to say this. You don't quite know how. HIV positive. HIV positive. Uh, fucking McLean follows these bad guys in the back and he's like, Hey, I'm a cop. You're not supposed to be back here. And they're like, chill out. We work here, fucking tourists. Like, where are you from? L.A. or something? This is the East Coast. Take a hike. I like how he was like, <laughs> he's so PTSD'd out from his last experience that in going into this, he's already like, I've got my gun cocked oh, and ready happening. and hidden under my coat. Because these guys are life, probably, you never know. Because as soon as they Always turn, into he trouble. popping right back where he had his gun hidden like ready I mean, he does no hesitation to just yeah, murder Yeah, this people. is our first big shootout because the guys are like, let me get our IDs so we can... Oh, our IDs are guns. We're shooting at you. I like this shootout because we got these, like, conveyor belts the like, uh, the suitcases are on going at every angle. It's like a video game fucking level. I was going to say, like, like Mega Man. it's a baby oil and blow staple. Uh-huh. We always give credits to any good locale for oh, a shootout right. or yeah. fight scene. This one where they're just having to jump and climb on all the like the ramps and shit and they're they're going along the escalators. Hey. It's it's like Mega Man. It's great. Reminded me of Turner and Hooch at the end. Ooh, I haven't seen the T and H since I was a young boy. I don't quite remember all the details of that one. Is I remember that the, it being a fine film. Is that the scene where Tom Hanks sexes the dog? That was a the dream you had. That was a dream you had. Oh. Uh, fucking, there's a serious fist fight going on. McLean's dude are punching each other out. And then they're going, like, up to something that, I, for some reason, smash like a big rolling pin that smashes the suitcase. I don't yeah, know what like the fuck that. this thing is. <laughs> how do you, you, you think they get those dents in your luggage, man? Dude, I thought the same shit about that. But before that, even though, going back to William Sadler at the very start, they uh-huh. showed him doing, being all ninja. So when he first starts fighting Naked mustachio motherfucker, that guy, like, right away starts, like, ninja kicking McLean. That's right. It's always like, that. The, okay, the bad guys are ninjas, and McLean just does the He's all thing. elbows, grab you and back elbows, and headbutts. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The Scottish martial art of fuck that you. Sticks with the whole fuck movie, you. also, like everyone's like well trained and whatever, and he's just like the wrecking ball. Yeah, just he's kinda, like, the fucking the American place. cowboy. He's he does not going to do any frou frou foreigner shit. He doesn't have oh, to. Dude, America's number one, motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, they come up to this rolling pin thing that smashes the suitcases for some reason, and he just smashes the guy's head in it. Oh, fuck. It sucks that that thing was there. It didn't was, end well for that guy. I was literally like the whole, like, dude, what the fuck is this thing doing? Because it's just smashing the luggage. And then all of a sudden, though, he like he literally just holds the guy like, oh, this is happening. Like, not like, 
okay, I'm going to give you a chance. Oh, no, it's a murder. (laughs) It's John McClane's first murder of the film. Murder. Just I like, too, like, before they got to there, the guy, like, threw a bag at him or something, and it opened, and then McClane found hairspray in it, and, like... Put hairspray in his eyes. I was like, "What is this fucking a Three Stooges movie?" <laughs> He's hairspraying people's eyes. You wouldn't pack that in your luggage, Nate. Yeah, um, um, these days it's I don't think it's very, allowed. But it's back in 1990, that's a good Uh, uh, it was in the baggage claim, not the carry-on. Yeah, that's true. You could yeah, put it there. Probably true. Aerosols, they're they're not completely. Uh, I guess you could not put anything in the before baggage. Before 9/11, dude. Also, when these two guys start shooting at him, McLean goes, "What is this? A tag team?" I had to rewind it like three times and be like, yeah. what's he saying? That sounds like it should be a quip. Well, that's See, not a quip. <laughs> I read that in the first one that he had like a bunch of ad libs that he would just like his little like. Yeah. Oh, his bubble like, bush bush shit is clearly just like all so, ad libs in, in this the, one. In the first one, it they did quote unquote so well that in this second one, when they wrote it, they were like, they yeah. gave him, Rennie Harlan gave him free reign. Like, no dialogue. You can do all your like little fucking, hey, the dialogue, oh, the writing, the characters. I, now I'm, what we're focused on in Die Hard 2. It's just I'm like, sure do that, your McLean thing. Yeah, I'm do sure that McLean was, thing. I'm sure that was the studio that was like, here's a bunch of money. Thanks for bailing us out on this. <laughs> but, they, the, the, but they gave him like free reign on like those. So there's, got any, there, uh, I felt that there were a little more. Half-assed research on why McTiernan wasn't back for number two, but then came he back was directing yeah. uh, Crimson. Uh, uh, the Hunt for Red October. That's why I said okay, Crimson. Yeah, yeah. Hunt for Red October. Crimson. Okay, so yeah, they, they must have really been like guys. Die Hard's huge. Who's we got to get Die Hard Jack two Ryan. Out now because like <laughs> not only that, but Rennie Affleck, Harl- fucking dude, Affleck. Rennie Harlan was doing uh, the uh, Andrew Dice Clay flick, uh, Fort oh, Fairlane. Adventures of Fort Fairlane. They literally like one got done and he. he Edited them at the exact You same could time. tell me that he was filming one in the mornings and one in the evenings. I well, fucking they believe both got edited at the same time, yeah. also. So they, they both got kicked out within a month of one another. So, what sort of studio bullshit is that? Is like, we need to cash in on Die Hard now. Oh, We're not even going to wait for the director of Die Hard who made it so successful. Give it to anybody. We just need to slap this title on something. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, dude gets crushed. McLean gets burnt by some inexplicable steam that's just coming out of the, the, dude, the like machines the, for no reason. I love machines that just shoot out steam for I no love reason. Before he got the guy squashed, though, he was up on top of the shits and he like looked down at him and jumped at him. Uh-huh. But as he jumped down, ah! <laughs> he did his McLean like. Like his his jump off the roof yell like what, as he was jumping one like of the ten feet above the guy like to land on big like, big. If you're gonna jump on the motherfucker like why are you? Yeah, this is you're was, still getting Bruce was, Willis like uh, committed is one of the like big the big there. positives of this film. It's not yet like checked the fuck out Bruce Willis like even though it's a Rennie Harlan movie and shit he's still like he's still working at it. So there's still lots of great moments in this fucking thing. Back on the airplane, we established that the asshole reporter that Bonnie Bedelia punched out at the end of the first Die Hard is on this plane, and he's still an asshole. All the stewardesses hate him. Fucking Bonnie Bedelia is like, yo, he's got a restraining order against me because I punched him out. He's all like, nim, yuppie scum. So that's going on. He uh, wants to go to first class. Yeah, they're not letting him in first class, even though his, the channel paid for him to be in first class. I like how he keeps ducking down in the prone position. Also, when, when the stewardess finds out that Bonnie Bedelia punched him, she uh, gives her the line, Would you like some champagne? I'm pretty sure that must have been in the trailer, because like, for some reason I really remember that line. I think that was a trailer line. Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know. 
Maybe you just really wanted champagne as a young child. Uh, I did. It always looked so fun. And then when I tried my first sip of mate. champagne, I was like, man, champagne sucks. Give me some dry red wine. To try. If, you, if somebody invented a dry red wine that you could still pop a cork across the room like champagne, there we go. I'd be into that. You're looking for champipple, friend. Oh, fucking. I almost bought some champagne to uh, with the trophies tonight. <laughs> Commemorate the, the, yeah. the handing like, off oh, of the man, trophies. It's going to be warm. It's going to be warm. And I can see them be like, dude, mm. warm champagne. Yeah. And then you guys warm champagne like, is fucking whiskey disgusting. whiskey around here. And also, we do drink whiskey. In all fairness, all champagne is awful. So warm champagne <laughs> would have been fine. That's how, I, that's how I feel about it. Uh. Uh, next thing, I got a scene where the bad guys are digging in frozen ground with pickaxes. They look like the fucking Klopek. Uh, I didn't know quite what was going on there, but there's a scene of it. Uh, the, the bad guy who gets away from McLean is like, yo, Sadler, I did the thing, but the other guy died. And Sadler's like, I don't care that people died. I'm an evil villain. All of you are expendable. Puts his gun to the guy's head, pulls the trigger. Didn't have a bullet in it, but he's just letting him know, like, don't fuck around. I'm the bad guy of the movie. It's good information. I did enjoy that. He was like, none of you matter. I'm the only one that matters. And El General... That's it. It's the only thing about that that like threw me off a little bit though is because they're like the they're they're like uh, Ed Harris in the Marines and Milk the Money. Rock, where oh, they're like not, not we're milk disenfranchised money. with the government and what we're mm-hmm. doing. So we're splitting very apart much to go like the Rock. You, but a little in the similar rock, to Tommy all, Lee Jones in uh, fucking uh, Under Siege. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in The Rock, they stick to formation. Like we're still Marines. We're still da, da. in this though. Kind of like Tommy Lee Jones. Like William Sadler's like, yes, this is how it is. There's still a level of command. But like at the same time, like sure. Snap, like I'm if you're gonna psycho. turn to bad guys, like why keep following all the rules I'm and shit? Still, yeah, you yeah, you have some fun being going. a bad guy. So you're saying William Sadler is more. Uh, He's more, uh, oh, I forgot what the first one was, so none of this really matters. We're talking about The Rock. What are you talking about? Yeah, the other one, though. We're talking about the other. Oh, uh, yeah, he's more Tommy Lee Jones mm-hmm. than he is Michael Bean. Okay, there we go. Edit well, that Michael, so I sound like I have coherent thoughts. Yes, I always try my best, but, yeah. you know, not a miracle worker. Uh, it's time to meet Dennis Franz. They fucking, they've taken McLean in because he got in a shootout in their airport, so he's got to meet the head of airport cops it's fucking Officer Sipowitz. And uh, if anyone who's ever cool. seen the show NYPD Blue, all you have to do when you watch this is there's multiple times throughout the 12 seasons of NYPD Blue uh-huh. where uh, Officer Detective Sipowitz could have gotten shit canned. I just imagine him getting shit canned, and his next Stuck job is he's the head the of security. Airport. Like, <laughs> he's the same character, only you actually get to hear him swear in this so, as opposed to. First cop we meet, a uh, very strong New York accent. Second cop we meet, very strong fucking South Chicago accent. Once again, we are in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I preferred NYPD Blue where Franz had to make up swear words. You know, I, I didn't like yeah. when he had the out of saying F-U-C-K. He had to come up with like ethnic slurs that didn't exist <laughs> on ABC. He's like, I picked up these two spadoolies. Ethnic slurs. Raven a bodega. For hundreds of years. He was digging out old ones. You want to, uh, here's a, here's an F- NYPD blue FYI. Okay. The <laughs> initial cop, the initial cop in the start of the movie. Uh-huh. That dude plays a gangster in NYPD blue that, Believe uh, it. Tries to assassinate Sipowitz in the pilot episode, oh, and they have like a they have a around. back and forth 
for like a few episodes and it, it makes me laugh when I watch this because of when they're like later on when they're like hey meet my brother the, the he's big like, reveal that guy's have- name was Tony Soprano <laughs> Sipowitz and John McClane don't get along at all because John McClane's like hey you gotta be like a a cop who's doing his job the right way. And he's like, clearly I'm a fat asshole. And, hey, hey, don't lecture me, at, you hot shot. Stuff like that. He's calling him hot shot. These guys are at each other's throats. That's when they get into, when he, they start arguing though, and they're like, these are Glock 7s. Yeah. These are porcelain. They go through your x-ray. These guys are professionals. No such thing they as are a professionals. Glock 7. Those are Glock 17s. You don't know about it because you're not a professional. Glock there was Glo- That was like, I remember being a kid when Glocks first came out and it was, was like, there's there's guns. Glock makes the gun that goes through extra. That's you like remember, an urban legend. Do you remember like, being they, a kid when Gak first came out? That was a fucking big thing. Hell, that was fucking that's like super the, stoked the, for the, Gak. That's like the ripoff of Slime. I don't know if it was a ripoff. I think probably it was no, an improvement slime on Slime. No, Slime came out first, and then Gak yeah, was like... Slime would mess up the carpet, though. Gak was safe to play with in the house. Yeah, it was They took, they took Slime and they improved fun. it. But yeah, the Glock 7s don't exist. And there's no such thing as a gun that can get through fucking x-ray security. Now, that now was Matt, this movie. I know that your mother famously did not uh-huh. allow you to have Correct. the He-Man Slime Pit when yeah. you were a kid. I had did, the Slime Pit. Oh, wait. She you did, you couldn't use the Slime? That was so it. I... Just had just an empty pit. Correct. Did she let you play with Gak? Either, dude. Was Gak allowed in the house? Uh, I did have Gak, but I was oh. older by then, and I think I might have gotten it as a birthday What's present. What's up with that now, Mrs. Like, o? I thought you were running you a tight ship. Yeah. You got Gak all over your house. We were too old for the Gak, but we we were never allowed to have slime because even like the Ghostbusters had toys had like, the original with full slime. slime. I think yeah. I played with it for about. I don't know, 10 minutes before the slime was just covered in loose hairs and shit. It was just like, like oh, no this one, doesn't work. No one likes a braggart. <laughs> right? Uh, fucking, we got to shoehorn in Al Powell, fucking Reginald Bell Johnson. So this is the scene where, where we do it. McLean's pissed off nobody's taking fingerprints or doing anything. So he runs down while they're taking out the corpse that he Hot killed. car rental girl will take you serious. The crushed corpse that he smashed. Yeah, he's flirting with the girl behind the fucking desk. Steal some ink and some paper from That's her. That's where the titties of this movie should have came in. They could have <laughs> she, she could have got in. him out right there, <laughs> just behind the desk. Just take him out. In the middle of this crowded airport. He gets some prints. He faxes them back to L.A. to our man, Al Powell. And he's like, run these prints. Run them through everything. Interpol, Scotland Yard, fucking the Pinkertons need to look at it. I want to know who this guy is. Al Powell, don't let me down. I'm going to be here flirting with this girl behind the counter here more. She's explaining to me what a fax machine is, and I'm a meathead, so I'm not really all that into technology and whatnot, but I'm going to use it to get in her pants later. Hell yeah. Even though I'm happily married in this one. Ish. Oh, I like that part where uh, Dennis Fran starts freaking out about kicking everyone out. And if, if it was up to me, I would just kick all these goddamn reporters out. But then they start kicking up something about goddamn freedom oh, of freedom speech. freedom of fucking the press. <laughs> oh, the press is what props up our democracy. Fucking, really ugh, it just, so it just ties in with all, all the garbage of today. This, right, this left-wing conspiracy bullshit. Let's shut down the whole fucking airport. Yeah, but she's she, she, the little news bitch. She's bothering fucking John McClane now. She was Pinko bothering bitch. Saddler earlier. Nobody wants to talk to her. Uh, before we know it, John McClane has snuck his way up into the control tower to be like, there's terrorists. You all got to listen to me. I know a terrorist when I see one. I've had 
terrorist experience before. How can the same thing happen to the same guy twice? That's what's happening now. Doesn't Dennis Franz even like go, oh, yeah, I read about you. You're that crazy uh-huh. that did that they thing. They keep but talking they, about the thing with the building but, in L.A. But they make it out like, the oh, thing with the building I've heard in about LA. you. You're that crazy motherfucker that made up stories even, and cried. Yeah, get like a line about how he was on like some daytime talk shows or something. And but like, it's not like, oh, looked like you're an the asshole. guy that was a po- Geraldo. You're the guy that went through all that crazy shit, so we should probably listen to you. Nope, nobody's listening to him, fucking Franz. <laughs> Just like get out of my control tower. Meanwhile, all the lights go off on the runways. Somehow, from the digging and pickaxes in the back of this church, William Sadler's gotten control of everything that happens in the airport. He's hacked their system. He's hacked their Gibson. Controls the entire airport. This is some first-rate terrorist shit right here. This is when we get the big uh, Hans Gruber and John McClane on the phone together scene. Yeah, fucking, this is some classic diehard shit. Sadler calls into the control tower. Fucking John McClane's there on the line. Everybody's arguing. He's getting some classic John McClane like, Hey, pal, I'm just a salt-of-the-earth guy. He's like, well, I don't care. I'm a fucking evil asshole, John McClane. Did you ever stand in your motel room naked doing karate? <laughs> Good question. He's got a lot of demands. He wants General Esperanza or whatever his name is plane landed. No other plane landed. Only this one. He wants a cargo plane gassed up and ready to go so they can fly away on it. We should say also that they've been like since all the stuff we've been talking about, I'm pretty sure that's already been cut to a couple of times. And they've shown like if anything, like when you first see William Sadler, he's watching like CNN talking about yeah, this dude uh-huh, getting sure. like extradited to the U.S. So, you know, from Val Verde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't mention that earlier or nothing. I don't think <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like all movies <laughs> really in the late 80s really and early 90s, he's vaguely Hispanic and there's something there's to do with cocaine. There's never any backstory of who he is, what his connection to Sadler is. Cocaine. What that's they all wanted you know. to cocaine, do. It's cocaine. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure they mentioned yep. something. I'm pretty sure they mentioned the cocaine because I laughed about that when I was watching this after listening to yeah. the Delta yeah. Force 2 one. I was like, oh man. And I was like, Two evil cocaine <laughs> every every in a movie. Row. All these these old white guys were just like ah, I don't know. He's like brown. He's from one of them brown countries. Uh, cocaine, still just cocaine. Afraid of the communists? In, no. Okay. In nineteen ninety, dude, you're all fucking Vietnam vets, so you're all fucking running drugs by that point, anyways. Right? If you're CIA and shit, not, you know what I mean. Franz throws Should've fucking McLean out of the control tower. He's like, "Get out of here! Fucking get your pillow and go to sleep. I gotta drink some." milk here there's tourists <laughs> milk with an e yeah that's that right old girl comes up too i've got questions oh like, yeah she oh, gets up there franz is rightly pissed off at security He's absolutely like, two random people just walk into the fucking control tower of this fucking airport he throws them in the elevator sends them back down tells the jabrones at the bottom like hey get these people the fuck out of here like, like she's already been like told by william sadler yeah i got two words for you fuck you and then when she's in the elevator with McLean, he's all like, she's like, can I at least have something? He's like, yeah, I got something for you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> McLean's got some elevator experience, so he's not going to get thrown out of this place so easily. He's going to get up on top of the elevator through the ceiling tiles. And that's because... It was all about crawling around in the, the insides of buildings. That's because as they were pulling him away, he what overheard happened? Barnes, uh-huh. who thankfully is just... 
doing the world's worst acting in this movie. Barnes is fucking at a 10, but it's because terrorism stuff's going on, man. He's the only one taking it seriously. Luckily, he's talking really loud, so McLean's like, what's that about the Annex Skywalk? Yeah, that's right. He's got. They're going to the Annex Skywalk. McLean knows this. He's got to get because in the Lucas, bowels of the building. Lucas Arts and Film did the uh, special effects for this movie. Oh, Skywalker. Did. <laughs> That's a Star Wars pun. I think uh, I missed an opportunity the one time I did fly into Dulls by not walking around the place just yelling about the Annex Skywalk at the top of my lungs. That would have been a fun thing to do in that, that airport. Hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't occur to opportunity me. Opportunity missed. Opportunity fucked. And you call yourself a Rennie Harlan fan. But this is where somehow he goes from being in the top of the elevator down into the Freddy Krueger boiler room where the weirdo janitor Marvin is that he meets. Do you ever see Canadian Bacon? Uh, when it was released. He's like, he's the crazy CIA guy that keeps telling everyone, we gotta watch Canada. <laughs> and like, <laughs> no one sense. ever pays attention to him, but then the whole war starts with Canada. You know what I mean? That's how I know. Oh, I'm familiar with the premise of Canadian bacon. So Marvin's like, hey, I'm crazy guy playing a crazy character. Also some terrible acting going on here. But you know what? I got a bunch of maps here. We all keep the maps in the boiler room, which is also my masturbation layer. Let me get the blueprints out here, and I'll tell you where that Annex Skywalk is. No problem. Oh, yeah. He just, it wasn't that he didn't want to mess up the blueprints. He just didn't want him to see all, like, the weird naked pictures he had. definitely some porno stockpiles down there. We've been taking pictures anytime they do strip searches. Yeah, he's got a lot of upskirts. He's, like, down in vents, just taking pictures of upskirts from from where he lives in the bowels of the airport, for sure. I was gonna say, he was definitely in the bowels (laughs) of that place. A lot of number two going on through the pipes down here. He is the originator of the Japanese toilet cam. (laughs) So, Franz has got his SWAT guys and Barnes, and they're going off to some other place to do some other thing to try and combat the terrorists. I There's a lot of technical mumbo-jumbo in this movie that I could not care less That's about. That's the annex that they're building, and there's uh-huh. like a there's an outlet or something that he could plug into, and he could override what they're doing you gotta to, this, override. to the place. They, they the overrided you? Now we're going to override the them. Briefcase. Lay down, flip it, and reverse it. Oh yeah, we should have explained real quick. I'll get it all out of the way. So William Sadler and the boys set up a fake air Airport at the church with uh, flight controls, instruments, tools, navigation, all that shit. Mm-hmm. They've got the planes thinking that sea level is 200 feet lower than it actually is. So oh, they're man. getting people to crash. It's terrible. Only they can connect with the radios to the planes. But Barnes is like, I think I can find a way to talk to the planes, everybody. There's there's no there's no airport lights either, and everyone's running out of fuel, so we're all just right. circles, loopy de loops. Which I, the, uh, all right, that's that's kind of good for a, uh-huh. like a few, but you're like, dude, even in 1990, you're like, you're telling me there's not another airport this, you could like this just is like pop off. You a they, big complaint. They said at one point where you're a like, lot of people have in the you've online been reviews for like two and a half hours. Just literally maybe the, the most airport dense. Area on the planet Earth. <laughs> Maryland has an airport right there. Right there. Virginia, We're in fucking. Yeah. You could name like eight states that are right there. Fucking LaGuardia is even close, dude. One million different airports they could have landed these planes on. <laughs> but we're not paying attention to that, so this movie can have some stakes and some fucking... Uh, That's our countdown. 
Unfortunately, Barnes. Yeah, our ticking clock. We got a ticking clock element here. Uh, Robert Pattinson shows up here. He's in a fucking painter's jumpsuit over in the annex. He's got some goons dressed up as painters. They all start just machine gunning the fuck out of the Franz SWAT team people. I hated this scene. What did you hate about this scene? Guy gets cut in half with a painter's scaffold. Because, like, the fucking SWAT team gets on, like, okay, we have to get to this other side of the building. Let's all just get on the... uh, the, uh, the, the moving good, walkway. The, the, the moving <laughs> walkway. When we're all just standing there, I mean, like within six inches of each other. We're all, and then the guy hits the switch and turns them up. Hey, hey, you turn that back on. Well, what we've established that these are Franz's men, and Franz is a dipshit who would be training these guys. They don't know shit about I shit. I didn't think the, like uh, an airport has like their own SWAT team. I thought that was like a Listen, SWAT team that was brought in. There's one know. airport on the entire eastern seaboard, and they do have zone. a SWAT team. Okay. You need to know this about but airports. Franz like, points dude, out. The <laughs> only person who was smart enough to like, oh, I need to jump over the railing to get out of the way yeah. was our fucking Reading Rainbow's uncle. Barnes. And, dude, I like his winter coat. I like his winter coat. He looks... I think it was Gore-Tex. Luckily for him, even though all his guys get killed, he survives because John McClane has crawled through the vents using Marvin's blueprints and gotten all the way to the annex. Well, my arm got shut up real bad. (laughs) He comes flying through the ceiling. He's machine gunning people. He pushes a painter scaffold over and cuts a guy in half. He kills all these fucking goons. It took him like five tries, though. It took him like five tries. He was he had to rock it back and forth to push over that scaffold. Oh, yeah. He's man. not a Schwarzenegger-type action hero. He's an everyman, Matt. He's not even a Gibson type. No, he's... Gibson's, <laughs> Gibson's way more shredded. <laughs> Sadler's pissed that, like, this shit happens. They were trying out, like, shit to override him, though. So he's like, I'm gonna crash my first airplane because y'all didn't listen to me. Other than the the baggage claim area where the dude got run over, this is only your second time of McLean running into bad That's guys, true, right? Yeah. There's, uh, That's one of my... Well, not nearly as much McLean versus I terrorist action in this one as there is in the first one. Uh, little cameo from Cole Mamini here uh, of the yeah. rock fame. Uh, Cole Mamini, who was the asshole. Con Air. Con Air, that's right. I, I said the rock. I meant Con Air. He's the guy whose car gets fucked at the end of Con Air. He's playing the pilot. He's a, he's a pilot. The pilot yeah, of the, yeah. the plane coming from London. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Star Trek something or other. Uh, he's getting bad info from Sadler. Say the words, Nate. As we've established, there's a blizzard, so he can't see. He's got to go by what his instruments are saying. To quote Stephen Wright, instruments! Instruments! He crashes right into the ground. The entire plane explodes. Everybody on board dies. Just like a hundred totally people or so. They're all I, dead. Was in, I was not in the room when that, that scene happened. I forgot about plane that. Plane crash? Yeah. Oh, it's a but great I like scene. the part when... You get to see in, a lot of British people screaming and burning in, alive. In, Love it. In Mrs. McLean's plane, mm-hmm. I like the part where the... the Holly the stu- Gennaro? Yeah. The stewardess that offered her the glass of champagne, when she goes up to into the cabin, she's like, um, this has been going on, like... But is everything okay? Da, 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 when she's talking yeah. to the pilots. Right, right, right. <laughs> I love that. Like, if you pay attention, like, she she never doesn't have, like, the stewardess smile. The fake stewardess smile, smile like, going. <laughs> hey, pilots, everything's good, right? Everybody's getting pretty freaked out back here. And then she, like, looks over and sees, like, the womp, womp, womp warning light. But also, she never, like, not as, Yeah, like, the one that's saying the fuel's all gone. Yeah, you could tell. She does not have, like, the... She's got, like, a good little relationship with this other stewardess chick, though. You could tell they're, like, tight. They got they got some, some friendship going on. Well, they get layovers together. A fucking famous newscaster guy wasn't a total dick. 
Vic, he could have taken them and had a three-way. Could have been a stewardess three-way if I he bet, wasn't just a fucking insane asshole. I bet those... He's a little famous. They seem down to party. Stewardesses have a very enjoyable uh, emergency exit and putting on your flotation device Ooh, presentation yeah. at the beginning. They got a, a lot, lot of in-jokes. A lot of... Sure. Very quick. Built-in bits. Got to be a lot of fun flying with these girls. Mm. Ric Flair would have had a three-way with him if he was Woo! on that plane. Well, you That's know, all I'm saying. you got to use that fame if you got it. When you, when you just uh, throw open the robe to show the baby's arm holding an apple, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You talk about ticking clock elements. We get a, a firm one here where we're told Bonnie Bedelia's plane has 90 minutes those, of fuel those left. Stewardesses could have gotten a firm 90 one. 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> could have got those one of the stewardesses' tits out, probably. Got him. <laughs> I think a little bit more likely than uh, the chick behind the car rental desk. There's, there, you, somebody could have got one of these stewardesses in the airplane bath, bathroom. Yeah, like, there should have been a scene where old Thornburg's finger blasting one of these two coups, you know. Or just when he goes to try to, he's like, he's like, sir, you have to sit down. I'm going to be sick. And he takes yeah, the phone. This is where he's like, suspicious he about what's going on. Like, yeah. He's got his cameraman or his tech guy like monitoring the radios and shit. He's doing some investigative reporting here. This, He's gonna find out what's going this on. This movie dropped the ball. It's the it's the nineties, as they keep pointing out. And clearly, we still hate women and don't mm, respect mm-hmm. them in the nineties. That's right. He not, should have been not a single ass slapping. He right. doesn't slap one of those stewardesses' asses. He should have been smoking on that flight. I didn't no, they weren't smoking on that flight. That's bullshit. Yeah, I didn't he should have been. It. He Thornburg should have been finger deep in one of them stewardesses, and the other one should have turned to her and been like, "You betrayed me. I thought we hated him." And she should have been like, "I'm a woman. He's famous. Mm-hmm. What? Duh." Somewhere around this time, fucking McDowell from Coming to America shows up with all his army men. They're all just like, brief us on the situation. McLean, you need to sit the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, McLean's like, it's William Sadler. Fucking, you know him, your buddies. And he's like, not anymore. He used to be part of our crew, but he's a bad guy now, and we're still good guys. I assure you. Little suspicious. Little and that's suspicious. when you almost start, I think they already kind of started showing it with the uh, people switching out ammo on their guns with red tape and blue tape. That's something you need to uh-huh. fucking notice right there. Also, you need to notice that General Esperanza is strangling the guy oh, yeah, who's supposed that, to be uh, watching yeah. him And he on shot his plane everybody in the DC, goddamn plane. Took shoots over. everybody else. Fucking now he's got control of the plane. His plane's coming in for a landing. So Sadler's like, we're going to light up one runway. Don't you try to land any of these other planes. It's I just am, one runway. I am losing cabin pressure. I need to land. Also, they, they couldn't get an actual uh, <laughs> Hispanic man to play this role. He's Italian. We got Franco just... Nero fucking playing. The... <laughs> Why do they never get actual fucking Hispanic people back so in this era? <laughs> but they use Hispanic villains so often. So you got Leguizamo in this movie. He couldn't have played the general. Oh, the dude from He's like Italian. Present Danger. <laughs> Or he's like the Antonio Banderas's brother Ooh, or whatever Antonio at the Banderas. end of fucking Desperado. Very sexy. That dude. Oh, that okay. Guy could I have know played you're talking that about. Guy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Throw him in there. McLean's like, I gotta get to where this plane is landing and get on this plane and fuck up this general. Uh, no Marvin, show me some more fucking like maps. I'm gonna crawl yeah. through some more tubes no. to like get out on dude, the runway. Just go back down and let the motherfucker land. <laughs> Marvin, show me another one of those tunnels where you take. Missing children. Oh, One, FYI, those, two, those tunnels. Coming for those tunnels you. are the same tunnels that were used as the tunnels in uh, Live Free or Die Hard at the end, where uh, okay. Timmy Oliphant's no, group. Was, 
Are you serious? You didn't like that You're one? Talking about the fourth Die Hard. This yeah. is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That movie's yeah. great. Don't remember a single I saw that, that one. Timothy why, would you bring him, why would you bring him into my lair? There's Kevin Smith, dude. Oh, oh that, yeah. Dude, Kevin Smith, one of the reasons why that's one of the worst piece no, of shit movies I've wrong, ever fucking said. Wrong. Justin wrong. Long saves it. Oh, wrong. Justin Long has saved nothing. No, he said never Timothy saved a I thing. Love, I love how, like, nobody ever brings up that fourth movie and they're like, Justin fucking Long's in it, but everybody's like, oh, that fifth die hard where they have his fucking son in it and it's like right. uh, they were just trying to make oh, another action hero die hard but justin long gets a fucking pass terrible a, movie but slight improvement over number it's four. the odds versus evens there's a couple good spots in that fifth one like some of them chases in russia. chases in russia are badass Fuck they let yeah. them tear up all of russia <laughs> pretty fucking much the russia was like yes we need your money we will let you do whatever you want but live for your die hard dude i'm telling you the tunnel system was all the same tunnel system. Shit Makes stuff. sense. You got to reuse that shit. Use every part of the Buffalo. That's really what I quickly, always say. Speaking of settings, did you read that shits about this movie? How they couldn't get nowhere where there'd actually snow in like the last. Oh yeah. Like the scene, this scene we're talking about with the plane coming in was literally filmed in like six different locations. Right. They just had to keep traveling the to try and find map. Some I've got, I've got some info about that. that shit was coming crazy. up later in a uh, judgment day. <laughs> Oh, and there's fake snow. There's real snow. Fake snow. Real McLean snow. gets to the plane by getting through the tunnels. He's on there. He's like, General, I'm going to take you hostage. I'm a fucking cop. I'm a police officer. Yes, I'm a cop. <laughs> but Sadler fucking cuts him off, and we get a big shootout here on this plane. McLean gets hunkered down. They're blasting at him. They How fucking, many grenades do you have? <laughs> turns out they've got a lot all. of grenades. Fucking, they chuck a ton of grenades into the plane. McLean's stuck in there with grenades. We get probably the iconic shot of Die Hard 2 right here, I'm going to say. You guys have talked about this before to a degree of, like, real-time kind of stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> and this is like, these motherfuckers Oh, no, there's hand grenades. It One, 1,000. Drop it in. Two, 1,000. Drop it in. Three, 1,000. Like, more grenades. Four, 1,000. Oh, you're Five a good grenade also. Oh, we'll 18 Mississippi. Like, 5,672, 1,000. Yeah, ridiculous. McLean has enough time to run, get into an ejector seat, strap himself in, ejector seat himself away from the explosion. Great fucking shot of explosions happening under him. Him screaming, Lucas him having still. all that G-force on his face. I think he managed to get a curse word out by the time he hits the uh, peak of his ascent into the air. Who's the door? Tom Rock, <laughs> I have to defer to you as a paramilitary expert. That's right. Uh, Our military expert, Tom Rock, here on the podcast. I am just going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say ejector seats don't work that way. What are you talking about? Uh, well, I can't. I can't talk specifically on that yeah, because sure I've can. never used one, but I'm assuming no, if I was sitting there and like shit was on, if it, if things were still ele- if it was still electrified and shit and things were turned on and you pulled the electric, the, pulled the thing, you would launch the fuck out. I, but the thing for me is when they show, okay, they, they show the shot of him getting launched at you like the great shot. But Definite trailer shot. Like they sold the movie. Them, sold the movie on that they, shot. Yes, they did. Fact. Because that was the that's the diehard uh, roar, if you will. You fucking know, fucking diehard. Other than the other than earlier in the movie when he jumps off like uh, five feet above the guy Yee! and yells at him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, when he's coming down, they cut to William Sallernum and they're like, 
that motherfucker. And they cut to him in a parachute and he's like way the fuck up there. You're like, I don't know if it would have gone that high. Yeah. yeah. Like, Shoot, like pretty I think it would have worked. And like, yes, it would have popped, but I think you had a much harder landing and it would have been like, okay, like eight hours later, he comes down. John I Clayton. believe the line you're looking for is that lucky fuck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> then when he lands, he's like, where's the fucking door? Where's the fucking door? There were, dude, dude, the uh, the guy that plays the head of the the airport and shit, mm-hmm. he complained to the, he complained to the fucking screenwriter about the level of swearing in the movie, in this in the script, and they were like, oh, he's a conservative, maybe that's why. And they're like, yeah, shut up, like, dumb no, no, dickhead. No, 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 he's like. It just sounds so fucking stupid. And they were like, they watched the <laughs> What are you talking about? It's they all cops and terrorists. How do you they think they talk? They cut the swearing out. And like, I'm surprised oh, that this I'm movie this still guy. doesn't show yeah. up as like one of the top swear. Like, there's a lot of just Most like, of it just comes from Franz. Fucks. I feel like I'm Franz watching. is throwing fucks around yeah, right and left. And so is McLean, especially when they're all in, in the same room together. I feel like I'm hanging out yeah. with like you guys. We get another like, scene oh, motherfucker this, motherfucker after this that. where there's more cop say. arguing where McLean's like, oh, we got to come up with a plan. And they're like, shut up, you fucking asshole. We got to do nothing. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and they fuck. fucking listen to this fucking podcast. That's what people yeah. fucking That's talk. Fucking Seriously. Though. All day uh, long. Yeah, I read about that too. McLean and Barnes come up with some sort of plan. Land, though, and they're like, we gotta go out to this church where the terrorists are probably at. Mm. Fucking shit's no, gonna no, no. happen. They knew it was in the area that because of the the expansion, so they checked out yeah. the entire the, area. Talking, talking, tech stuff. Tech There's stuff. a subdivision where the wires go to. We gotta check it out, John McClain. He's, yeah, this guy's on an eleven. He's the only <laughs> one taking terrorism those? seriously. Okay. <laughs> seriously, bro. <laughs> the best though. <laughs> He's like. We're over here. He's like, you idiot. What are you doing? When Sipway starts yelling at him. Like, we're over at the church. We're over at the church. And he's like radioing in. He's like, hey, we're at the church. Mm -hmm. And like, as they're doing it, it intersplices with the guy jumping over the hood of the car, like tackling McLean and beating the fuck out of him. He's like, (laughs) it's just so dumb. I wish Looper would have taken a note from uh, Bruce Willis's previous film, Die Hard 2, okay, yeah. and foregone going to all the houses that weren't it and just right, gone yeah. to the right house nope, immediately. This is it. First pick. There's yeah. a guy who's clearly an armed guard he terrorist. This. He's, like, he's like, well, we've been to every house in the subdivision. Yeah. This is all that's left. And he's like, whoa, do you think this is... No, that's my other thing. I had John McClane on he goes, that he's like, church. He's like, well, how do you think this is going to be it? And he's like, <laughs> How about that obvious terrorist walking the perimeter of the house in the middle of the night? It's like their their vantage point is like you only see the guy from like this far up and he's way over there. He's like, who walks over their own footprints? It's true. sees it all. McLean is a detective. Detective John McLean. Now we got to have an assault on this fucking compound. I hope that whole section gets cut out. That just got like wonky and I felt, I didn't <laughs> like that. It's good chances, good chances most of this stuff isn't going to survive. <laughs> What's great is that McDowell and his guys are going to do an assault on the terrorist compound. It's snowing out, so they're all going to be in snow gear. They look badass as hell. That's pretty fucking cool. rolling up in, in whites, WrestleMania whites from head to toe. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Oh, no. That's that's oh. getting kicked. That's oh. getting cut oh, okay. out. Can't say that. My mistake. Here's your little mil- military tidbit. Oh, that's Tom Major, Rock Military that's Corner. Major, Major Grant. Uh-huh. They're the, they, they're team Blue Light. Okay. 
Is it like those Kmart sales? From Blue the Light 80s? was a real team. They're all Ooh. they're all uh, fucking Ooh. Green Berets and shit. So like oh. Nam and stuff. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. when uh, all goes back to Nam. Team Blue Light got disbanded and was replaced. By Delta Force. Delta Force, fucking a! I know about Delta Force. Hey, Tom Rock, how many of those? That was a good. I know about Delta Force too, as well. How many of those guys were in Team Seven? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're not getting. We're not getting. We're not getting eyeball deep in obscure '90s comedy. If you want to go into that, man, I don't know. Like, because we got a snowmobile chase to talk about. Death Blow. I mean, I know them dudes. Sadler, Wild the Cat. general, they're fucking cutting or out no, on Wild snowmobiles. Cat. Grifter. Grifter. And this, this, Backlash. We get a lot of shit here, too, where they've all switched to their blue taped uh, fucking banana clips here. Mm, that's Very another suspicious, thing, Tom that's, Rock. That, that's another Very thing for suspicious. you. Uh, those specifically, guns in general, but specifically the, 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 Slade, the MP5s oh. and shit that the oh. motherfuckers are using, you can't switch between fucking no. I've watched him do it live ammo the entire you movie. To, you have to re no no no. No, like, I, I see him do it like a hundred times in the movie. Yeah, but yeah. in real life, you have to actually change out shit. You can't just tell be like, me Die Hard oh, Two is in real life. Uh, change it up, uh, change it up. I didn't like that. As a realistic, like I said in uh, uh-huh. Wild Bunch. They had realistic gun sounds. That's right. I mean? If Peckinpah was directed in Die Hard 2, I've got a feeling it would have been a bit this of a different fake. movie. This is fake. <laughs> oh, I forgot to point it out earlier, and i just like to throw it out this there because I can't. Be Image Comics again? No. Okay. Uh, that scene where uh, Bruce Willis... Uh, Gen 13 comes from, too. <laughs> They're the uh, next generation. Exactly. That scene where uh, Bruce... Like tits and ass in that comic, from what I remember. No, Bruce, no, big really. excuse when for tits and ass. It, it's, just it's all cheesecake legs. poses. I just like that. Oh, the art was cheesecake poses. Uh, that scene where Bruce Willis is rolling around on his belly yeah. shooting the gun. Really? Nate. Martin Riggs. I've shot a gun from the laying down belly position. Yeah. yeah. How much rolling did you do? Oh, not a lot. They didn't let you really. You well, know. If you're going to face five guys with machine guns and all you have is a handgun, you're going to have to do a lot of belly I rolling. I tried to roll Martin, and they were like, no, just lay next to the squad car and Martin, hit that target. Stupid. Martin Riggs uh, also does the lay down roll oh, over Martin shooting. Riggs is the legend of the, the and, rolling, rolling and while And that's also the other thing about this movie is Martin Riggs, uh, Mel Gibson, was mm-hmm. offered the part for fucking Die Hard. And he denied it. Yeah. And they all got Bruce swapped Bruce Willis around, was also offered it, the role in Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon. Could have, this is how we came. Could have been living in an alternate reality where Martin Riggs was balding. <laughs> but everyone's rolling oh. around on their bellies shooting Beretta. Yeah. The same goddamn fucking uh, Beretta, too. The fucking 92F it Beretta. It was the coolest thing to do in the era. That handgun? Rolling around on the ground that, shooting Berettas. But though that pistol specifically was like, uh, that yeah. was a good looking pistol. Remember that That's right. movies? Murtaugh. My brother Ted and I had pretty sweet squirt gun Berettas. Murtaugh yeah. used a six yeah, shooter. A, a lot of old men still carry that. Shot. Oh, yeah. McLean is on a snowmobile. He's chasing these motherfuckers. Mm. They're this shooting. In the bathroom. One of these guys gets ramped off a fucking hill. He's only on he a snowmobile. He goes through the, the ice in a fucking frozen lake. That's cool as hell. He's only on a snowmobile because one terrorist was kind enough to stop and see what John McClane was doing. Turns out John McClane was here to kill terrorists, so yeah. that's what he was doing. Yeah. McClane's stuck with a machine gun with the blue clip, which we're going to learn are blanks. Meanwhile, what? Sadler and his boys have the red tape clips, yeah. which are live rounds. So they shoot the living fuck out of John McClane when he's trying to catch up with them. They machine gun his snowmobile so bad that it ramps off a big hill, yeah. explodes in midair while John McClane's still on it as it's ramping over a semi-truck going down a highway. But 
like, did I see wrong here? Clearly, when the snowmobile blows up, the stuntman gets lit on fire. Listen, it looked like that man was on fire. On McLean manages to ramp over a fucking entire road on an exploding snowmobile, land on the other side in trees, and once again, lucky motherfucker, because he's he's still alive. He doesn't he doesn't die during all. Lucky this. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Old McDowell and his boys are like. Going through the the church headquarters, they yeah. see that all the equipment's booby trapped. Yeah. Franz is like, "Where the fuck's John McClane?" We're gonna learn he's getting machine gunned right now. Yeah, he's, he's being exploded right now. He's yelling about McClane, blah blah blah. Uh, what happened? Next big plot about we we, yeah. we learn. Oh fuck, McDowell's actually a bad guy. Him and Sadler are still buddies. At the same time, fucking Thornburg's on the plane. Blab into the a world. Fake shootout. That like, hey, bro. Like, also, it's terrorists at yeah. the airport. He's got on live air. So that's also going he's on. Telling at the same everybody time. in the world there's terrorists going on. Fucking McDowell slits one of his own guy's throats because he's too new. He's not from back in the day when they got all dirty together. When I was a kid, that was one together. of the, when I was a kid, that was one of those where you're like. <gasps> You like you knew they shock. were good guys, but they were good guys that turned bad guys. But they're like that's it's like all that, a ruse. That's they were really shooting blanks at each other so they could do a heel turn. That they ripped sense? that off from Universal's or uh, from uh, Under Sage, you know. John McClane just burst through the vents again, back into Marvin's fucking boiler yeah. room, and I'm yeah. like. You just exploded in the middle of the woods, miles away. What did you do? Crawl like 10 miles and then get back in the air vents and then crawl through the air vents First thing thing I thought of was Roach from fucking... uh, (laughs) He's living like Roach from people under the stairs in this movie. It's full on what he's doing. Everybody's amped up. They're like, we got to get these guys. We're going to yeah. get these there's guys. There's stampedes in the airport now. People all know there's terrorists. There's stampedes. Thornburg's the talking about terrorists. Franz yells out. What does he yell? Uh, it's it's time to kick ass. Yeah, fucking. To which Marvin butts in with, just like you, Ojima. <laughs> which this scene too is fucking insane when he's trying to convince Franz that the the, the good guys are really bad guys and they were all using blanks. So he it's one of those quintessentially <laughs> he like pulls up his gun. And yeah. Goes, Click, clack, we gotta go do something. Pulls out a machine gun, blows away Dennis Franz in the middle of like 12 cops who all have guns pointed at him with stupid looks on their face. Don't anybody shoot (laughs) until he empties his entire clip. Not one use firing on this guy who's shooting machine gun at your commander right now. They haven't been through modern cop training, clearly. But Franz does get convinced and he does declare now, it's time to kick some ass. We got a fucking big finale coming up. Homer, I don't think you should wear a short sleeve shirt with a tie. Oh, but Sipowitz does it. If Detective Sipowitz jumped off a cliff, would you do that too? Oh, wish I was Sipowitz. This is also where we learn that Franz and Vito are brothers. Hey! Hey there, McLean. Hey, the whole scene. This is, is my fun. brother. The whole scene's funny as I'm from New York. You really want to break it down when he's like, McLean, get in the car. It's like, you didn't see that fat fuck sitting in the middle of that shit when you jumped in. He's like, Okay, let's go. And it's like, see a little murder. Oh, hey. Turns around and gives him a Merry Christmas. 
And the, I'm telling you, man, I've told you both. You filthy it's animal. It's on fucking Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You can watch it for free, dude. All 12 seasons. NYPD 12 Blue. Seasons just watch it. And it starts pilot episode. Do I seem like a 70-year-old man? Who would have the time to do any of that? It's, do you always watch fucking shit all the time? You would get into I don't into watch NYPD hour-long Blue. cop dramas. Like, They're interminably I, boring. No. You would like some NYPD Blue. I'm telling you. You dig it. You get into it, dude. I you wish I was it. But it starts out with the, those two cats, and that's it's that makes me laugh. Okay. Yeah. Only hour long show I watch is Ed. <laughs> uh, fucking. What the fuck is wrong with you? He owned a bowling alley. John McClane uses oh, his dude. rampant <laughs> male that. sexuality to seduce the little blonde uh, reporter here because he knows hey, Pinko bitch. Sadler and the general are about to take off in their cargo plane and then it's going to be game over, man. So he's like, get me in your news chopper. Chopper me over the airport. Fucking, we got some shit we got to do. And she's like, I want to get the story, so Nate, I'll do it. Crazy, Nate. But I ain't going that crazy. It's a news helo. We're in the helo. We're trying to chase down, down the airplane down. as it's taken off. Bonnie Bedelia's plane at this time is out of gas, and they're like, we're emergency landing. That's why, that's why he's like, dude, you need to put this shit it down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's Bonnie's, that's Bonnie's flight. Zero that's gas. Bonnie's flight. Yeah. Bonnie's flight. Fl- I'm getting in. I'm off. getting in a helo. Which, if you think about it, if you if you honestly think about it, though, his whole thing was like, dude, that's Bonnie's flight. You need to do not let these guys take off. If he wouldn't have let them, if they, if you would have been like, oh, the guy was like, okay, I'm crazy. I'll yeah. take my helicopter and like, and we just stop. Then you have nowhere to land. John McClane's recklessness sure. saves the day. We're going you know to learn saying? here. He has them hover over the plane as it's taken off so that he can badass action movie star jump off the helo onto the wing of the plane. Though. I like the scene where like after he goes back and forth with the guy and they cut to him and he's just sister. He's like... What, the, the, the chopper pilot who doesn't want yeah, yeah, oh, no, to... Oh, no, McClane when he doesn't want to jump. McClane where he's kind of like, okay, this guy's not going to do He's kind of like... He's just an everyman. He just goes How like, does he get in these situations? His, like, his whole like demeanor, he's just kind of just like the... Huh? Eh? Throwing my hands but up. I'll just get a little bit closer. I guess I'll jump out. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is also when we get Bonnie Bedelia's big moment where she busts into the uh, airport bathroom where guy's broadcasting from and he tases her. Or she tases him with the yeah. old lady's taser. I like that he decided to play his part with the eyes open, passed out. Oh, it yeah. It makes it so much creepier and better. Where he's There's like, a lot of like Looney Tunes acting going on in this fucking movie for some reason. <laughs> McLean's on the plane, though, and they're like, shit, McLean's on our plane. Hey, uh, Mc- old man McDowell, go out there and fight him on well, the wing of the plane. Before that, though, McLean, co- he, McLean lands on the wing, and he's like, what oh, yeah. the fuck? Like, this is all internally. Gums this, up like, all this, the little he, wing operations. Head, he's like, what the fuck am I doing? How am I? This is, what the fuck? What the fuck? And he kind of turns on move and sees the a few laps. But, but he notices the flaps going, and then so yeah. he's like, okay, I'll take my coat off. Stick my coat in these flaps. flaps. Now they're jammed up. They that won't be able to take thinking. off. That was, a, that was, and that was good, good thinking. That was also, some good movie making, though, like showing like the. Yeah. McLean knows a lot more about air, airplane wing flaps than I do. I wouldn't have known which one to stick my coat in. He you figures it out. He's a detective. Detective John McLean. McDowell. From New York and L.A. He doesn't do such a good job fighting McLean on the wing of this moving plane. I though. have that. Hold he gets his ass second. straight up kicked. I got that shit. He's the head of like here. a... 
He's the head of Blue Light Special, and he's getting his ass kicked by just a fucking beat cop. Talking about that TLC song? <laughs> I have. Last fights were sexy song. underwhelming. Yeah, a little you underwhelming here. You fighting the underboss of the game, mm-hmm. and that dude is a ginormous, huge black yeah, man. Yeah, he's a like, big old dude. Is like eight inches taller than William Sadler and outweighs William Sadler by 100 pounds. Like, that dude... But McLean just Savat kicks him like, off the wing of the plane, and then he yeah, gets sucked he, like, into the jet engine. He hits him like two times, and he you like kick him in a hand. Gets it on top of him, like punches him. Okay, yes, I can see that happening. Punch him weak. It was a like, weak ass underboss fight. Way he's like, I got him. Don't little shoot, bit cooler. Don't shoot. Little that, bit cooler when Sadler fully. comes out though, because Sadler yeah, uses shoot, his you, karate wing, man the shit. The wing is fully fully fueled. Sure, this is why Sadler uses karate man shit to kick the living fuck out of John McLean. That's why the first guy the blade. McLean, though, as he's getting the shit kicked out of him, finds the port for the airplane's fuel dump. Ooh. Very important. Uh, I'm guessing Sadler must also like get rid of the jacket at some point during this fight, he too. Does. Yeah. They Kicks the living shit out of McLean, do moves the jacket. The, they haven't even shot where like the fuel's dumping yeah. out of the end, and he's like, ha, 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 McLean's gone. I'm going to pull yeah, his jacket out. Yeah, he boots McLean off the fucking plane. McLean Pulls the hatch to open the fuel dump as he's fallen. Uh-oh. Sadler doesn't know it. He thinks it's full victory. Get rid of that jacket. Go back inside. Yo, Generalissimo, let's fucking punch it, Chewie. We got to fucking launch this airplane in the air. Yeah, we got to get to spring break. <laughs> I have seen in I have a suit. in a Ooh. decent chunk of things lately uh-huh. of motherfuckers... Being like, we're going to light something on fire. And the motherfucker pulls out his Zippo and goes, clink. Fucking cool as hell. Lighting things up with Zippos are cool as fucking hell. And I'm not kidding. Like, I literally, when I was watching this last night, I was like, man, I can't. There's like three or four things recently where this happened. And I was like, I wish I would have wrote those down. Just because it's like. It's a great action movie trope, throwing a Zippo to blow but something it's up. it's also That's, so fucking stupid because no one's going to throw their yeah, goddamn waste Zippo, of a Zippo with that motherfucker. For sure. Zippos cost saying? money. No, I would have. Uh, that's why John Grady I and I... I like this. I would lean back and I'd, I'd, I'd do, do the stand back. Yeah, just like, uh, gotta get close, gotta get close. And back. you rip back real quick. No, oh, back. Oh, it's going up, it's going up. Back in sixth grade, we used to steal uh, Zippos from terra firma all the time. Oh, yeah. And that's why... What's I, the statutes of limitations? That doesn't matter. Like that. I lit that, that roll of toilet paper on fire in the in the bathroom at the, the, at the school. You didn't light that on fire, though. He could have done that. I threw it. I threw it at the roll of toilet paper i wasn't gonna get close this is the big iconic you gotta have it in every diehard yippee kaye motherfucker moment Mr. of the Falcon. movie where uh john mcclain has the bad guys dead to rights and you know he throws his zippo because he notices there's a trail of, of gas leading up to the plane trail of fire shoots all the way up to them right when they're fucking launching Blows Not up right the entire when they're plane. They are off the ground yeah, they're, in the they're air. In the they air. Go, and all of a sudden, flame trail travels all the way up through the air, blows I, up the plane. Flame trails are cool. They I realize what's happening. They are all doing some good screaming while they're engulfed with flames inside of the fucking airplane. The people he's talking about, though, there's there's a couple of good shots of mm-hmm. they showed the cargo hold and there's 15 yeah, to 16 of the terrorists alive that are just sitting there. He kills like two <laughs> dozen people. Cigars. Yeah. This one no move. one gives a shit. I'm going to say uh, one of the weaker diehard movies overall, spoiler alert, but I think this is my favorite and the most iconic yippee Kaye motherfucker of the entire franchise. What do you guys think? 
flame trail to the airplane. I like the UPIA motherfucker in this one just because he rolls up. He's like, UPIA motherfucker, like, boom, because I already know it's coming. Big and, da, da, da. and huge. It's a great action climax. Fact. I like the it's UPIA motherfucker. I prefer the original. The original is a way better yippee guy. The original the original. A way, way better yippee. But this is a, for a sequel, this could have been way worse, way more yeah. generic. Like this the third a, one, where he just like shoots a cable and then it makes the chopper go down. I'm like, eh, that's a pretty sweet No, that was pretty sweet though, because when that cable goes swinging by and cuts that bitch in half, is fucking. People get cut in half by cables. He's pretty cool. Ass. I like the one he says in uh, Tears of the Sun. Ooh, I like that movie, but I don't remember him saying that in that. <laughs> I just figured nobody saw that movie. Tom. I also figured I saw nobody saw in, that. Movie. I saw that movie in the theater. I had nothing. I had nothing. This makes much that. more sense. I like the one dude on his squad that had the mohawk, the close cut mohawk, and he's the guy who was like, "Hey, give me your extra clips. You guys get out of here, and I'll mow everyone down until I'm dead." Doesn't take long Solid. for the pilots on Cook Bonnie Bedelia's plane. To realize, hey, we got a flame trail and we got a big flame and wreckage. We can see the runway now. We can land this fucking shit and nobody we has to die. Fixed. What the fuck? Fucking McLean fixed everything for everybody. Dude, my, my favorite part of that was the same as uh, what we were talking about earlier. Like them coming in and like the first plane lands and they're like, we can see it. They land and they're like, boop, boop, boop. Any landing's a safe landing. And then <laughs> kids just pull pilots. over and pop all their things. And you're like, and then they cut to the shot where you're like, they're literally so lined up where you're like, dude, there's, oh, yeah. what are you doing stopping right there, man? Like, we, there's too many planes coming in. You gotta, you gotta pull off to like fucking side or something. Granted, this, this, this isn't the part you're supposed to like pull out as being like, what, this isn't accurate historically or. But also this is where McLean decides he's going to do the Rocky ending where he's just, <gasps> He's just stumbling around, bloody and exploded, screaming his wife's name. They can't hear anything. That's why he's screaming. Totally deaf. But yeah, I like how a uh, dude from uh, Freddy Cougar's fucking dungeon comes rolling up. He's like, ha, 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 yeah. McLean, you want to this shit, This shit is all just like... Exactly the end of the first Die Hard. Right. Like Terrace is dead, reunites with Bonnie Bedelia. Asshole reporter guy Walter gets Peck's one final sitting on the ground and yeah. He's like, "Old lady you calls him an asshole." Up. You're and a fucking like, asshole. Yeah. What'd she say? Like she, she says the something calls him an asshole. Like yeah, McLean's sidekick throughout the movie like shows back up. I'm just like, this is like too close to Die Hard. It's just reheated fucking Die Hard. As the like, one the newscaster I says, even, I would, God, that's beautiful. I wouldn't even though, like, I wouldn't even go as far. Like, you're, like, you're, you're saying like, Bedelia gives me. like the 18th why does this keep happening to us quip of the movie. I'll say this for my final cut it out with those. Final bullet of bullet points. What is it? No, we're going no, to judgment. judgment. Oh, oh, we're going. Okay, we still yeah. have. Like, I'm, I'm that's following it. the fucking. That's that's fucking. Uh, die hard, the, die hard two. Now we're gonna take format. a break. Per the format, you're gonna listen to some coming attractions, and when we come back, die hard two will enter judgment day. About a year ago, we gave this city Robocop. Ready for duty, partner? Nothing I'd rather do. I think he's worked out pretty well. Have a seat. This is a bust. But things have become a little rougher out there.
This unit needs millions of dollars in parts. You see, Robocop's off warranty. He's one of mine, and I want him back on his feet. Oh. I believe that Murphy's case was unusual, but not unique. We can find someone else, someone to whom the prospect might even be desirable. And now, we need a law enforcement unit capable of meeting the enemy on his own ground. She's screaming psychotic, sir. Well, we aren't planning to build a toy. I'm carrying in a firepower to get the job done. I got good news for you. You're gonna have a chance for immortality. With great pleasure, I give you Robocop 2. Ah, uh, yes. Things will be a lot quieter with this boy around. That thing is a killer! Kane! Let's step outside. You! You're obsolete! Behave yourselves! Los Angeles, 1997. Crime is the number one industry. As bad as things are, they're about to get worse. Much worse. This Thanksgiving... He's in town with a few days to kill. Predator 2. This film is not yet rated. Starts Wednesday at theaters everywhere. Dougie Fresh ain't even in Fresh Runnings. Cool, cool Runnings. runnings. And also, his name is Dougie Doug. Why do we keep yeah. calling him Dougie Fresh? He started it. Who's, did he play Dougie Fresh in that Bill Cosby show? <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen. This is all going to be things we're going to need to hash out during our Predator 2 episode. (laughs) Right now, we've got a judgment day. We've got to put the fucking lid on this Die Hard 2 thing. I'm looking up Dougie Doug credits. (laughs) There's no time. We've got a slight little bit of a change of format for judgment day this week. Usually... This is where I go out to you, the people, and see what you think about the movie. I find two reviews that are one bullet, two reviews that are five bullet. We read them, we listen to them. This time, we got an Ivo Cobra five bullet review. So I'm like, that's all we need to hear on the five bullet side of things. I'm going to get three one bullet reviews. It's going to be three versus one. We're going to see who fucking sways us more. Can I, three people overtake Ivo Cobra? I, I don't know if Ivo, Ivo Cobra and... Try uh, force of negativity? I don't know if Ivo Cobra and Tom Rock could be on the same, same podcast. podcast. Can, cross has anybody streams, ever bro? seen them in the Co- same cross, room at the same time? Crossing the streams, bro. This first one bullet review I've got here is from a IMDB user named Cytamin who says... The facts don't fly, and neither does the film. Utterly incompetent script writing does in this dreary actioner. The people who wrote this movie know nothing about the real world. Pay attention, Tom Rock. We're talking about the real world here. So the fundamental source of suspense in the film is based on a lie. That aircraft circling National Airport would have nowhere else to land. Oh, Bill! It's a typical Hollywood display of contempt for the movie audience. If there are no airports within an hour of National, Christ, you could almost get to Boston and back in that time. And additionally, the SWAT team bulletproof vests offer less protection than a wet Twinkie. 
<laughs> I fucking love Duncan, guy. Add the flat acting, tone deaf script, and you've got a nails on the chalkboard bad picture. Come on, turn on the brain cells. The people who put this dreck out certainly didn't. One bullet from IMDb user Cytoman. Man, got some logistic problems hmm. not taking place in the real world. What an angry guy. Not gonna lie, it's like, hey man, that's the part you're gonna choose Fucking to be like chillax, not realistic. Man. Like you're watching a movie, dude. Relax. It sounds like he would totally be into the movie if he l- accepted it. Dubin. Okay. He accepted it for being a, a lot fucking of people, fiction. A lot of people like, not really to suspend disbelief. Well, we got some different complaints, well. though. We got some some other complaints. They're not all about that. This next one bullet review is from an IMDb user named Ro Morg, who has to say, Far more offensive than Bruce Willis smoking tobacco and cursing his way through this actioner is the delirious expenditure of fossil fuels incurred by the irresponsible studio and the sociopathic director, Rennie Harlan. False name. Sounds like a five-bullet review. In his commentary on the DVD, Harlan describes how the picture on a tight schedule became a mad search for snow all over the North American continents. Harlan flew his 300 crew overpaid cast and fleet of planes tens of thousands of miles in search of the white stuff. In Spokane, Washington, he arrived with hundreds of technicians, vehicles, and airplanes, hired hundreds of extras, and woke up in the morning to find the snow had melted. The same thing had happened elsewhere. Harlan describes how he could not believe the industrial agglomeration of quote-unquote three miles of trucks that assembled at a Denver location. This kind of carbon expenditure is an environmental crime in itself. Forget the terrorists depicted in the movie. Harlan should be grounded from airplanes for the rest of his life. He is a single-handed enforcer of climate change and the destruction of the human environment. Tell Tippy Gore to have a seat. From Roe Morgue on the IMDb. That was an intense one. It was good. There's some fucking... One more. He's Swedish. I don't think they can, like, be into climate change. That's true. Ray Harlan's a gentleman. Great people over there. SJ Volk is our third one bullet review. Amazon user SJ Volk, who I believe I've used before. I believe I've used this person before. Prolific Amazon reviewer. They they say sequels of Die Hard. Dot dot dot. Symptoms of retard? Question mark. Heavy. (laughs) The original movie was fresh and entertaining, but after you've already seen it. Why would anybody who has normal brain cells <laughs> want to dull them with hours of loud screeching breaks, shattering glass, gunfire, explosions, screaming victims, police sirens, and the bleeding, sweating, and frowning face of an aging actor? Maybe because I like to make my dick hard. Do you think Bruce Willis himself would waste even one minute of his time watching any of these sequels? He made the movie. He'd be all like, let me see. I asked him, and he said, fuck no. I stand corrected. Just kidding, smiley face. Uh, I don't stand corrected. From Amazon user SJ Volk, who has not spoken with Bruce Willis. I want to have words with this person. (laughs) Well, get on their Amazon profile. I'm going to have to now. This is bullshit. 
Bring Finally. on the dancing horses. The dancing horses are our five bullet review from Ivo Cobra 8, IMDb user, an official Baby Oil and Blood <laughs> film critic. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do this, what year is uh-huh. this from? This is, uh, what year did he write this review in? Um, I'm, uh, he's been banned. Yeah, I did not check the date of the review. Oh, That's yeah, maybe we forgot about the band. <laughs> some, something maybe you could Google while I'm reading it. Die Hard 2 is, in my opinion, is my third favorite decent action flick in a Die Hard series and a good movie to watch. Okay. It is one of my personal favorite action movies. It is one of the most underrated Die Hard films in the series, and that not a bad one. Nope. His wife again a hostage. Yeah. Christmas again. The same reporter from the first film. Now a janitor Marvin is a helper instead of Argyle and so on. As far as sequels go, Die Hard 2 is excellent. Of course it isn't better than the first, but sequels rarely are. True. This film is like going to a circus. You sit back and watch crazy stuff happen. Laugh, cheer, joke, and just have a good time. Damn it, I hope he was going to go more into what a circus was like in in the country he's from. So I'd be like, oh, it's definitely Slovenia. This movie is like a circus. Women in cages. Babies shot from cannons. Bruce Willis gives a great performance in the lead. We have some solid villains and some Someone brilliant play entire game of mouse set trap. pieces. I say check it out. I'm not one to subtract points for a lack of realism or quote-unquote real-world believability in films. Because of that, Die Hard 2 poses a very interesting case study for me. Real-world believability is a very difficult to not think about when watching this film. Why wouldn't the planes just reroute to other nearby airports? There are a bunch less than an hour's flight away, including Baltimore, Philadelphia, the three New York City airports, and so on. Why wouldn't they be able to call another close airport, or the Pentagon, or somewhere else nearby to have them contact the planes? <laughs> the Pentagon. They're near Washington, D.C., after all. Don't forget that Dulles is 26 miles away from D.C., in Virginia, making it unlikely that planes out of fuel would begin dropping on the White House lawn. It seems like maybe this film should have been set somewhere like Salt Lake City, Utah instead. <laughs> Ivo Cobra is so much better at geography than so I am. So much better. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be able to show the runways through some other means, like a line of emergency or police vehicles with their sirens on? If the terrorists started shooting at the vehicles or trying to blow them up, at least they'd be given an indication where the fire is coming from given their location. Just how likely would it be that there's a big storm in an area on the day when General Ramon Esperanza is being extradited? How likely is it that he'd be extradited on Christmas Eve? Why the hell is John standing out on the runway in the snow, waving a couple of flaming poles? Just what does he think that will do? Die Hard 2 is still awesome movie and sequel to the first one for me, and I don't know why people are saying it it is the worst one and why they hate it. I don't. I love it. More than the first one, I love it. Oh my god. What? In 2005 was my first best action movie than the first one. What I love about this movie is they show John McClane more as a human being. This is post-2005. In the beginning at the airport, when his car was taken away at the airport, the whole movie shows an actual terror. The villains are more of a threat because they're actual terrorists. Because John McClane doesn't have a car. The action sequences are awesome. There is barely any CGI in it. 
John McClane is again in another elevator shaft. A whole lot of grease. I love the plot twist that was wonderful. The snow in the film. The mobile snow chase with McClane was awesome. The film is not perfect. It is good. It has some problems in it. Always enjoyed watching it. The problems for the airport I already mentioned. The most annoying to me was after McClane kills the henchman when he was saving Leslie Barnes. He pushed a terrorist of the ladder and that ladder tower falls on a terrorist. You can see it is a dummy from close. It should not have been seen from close camera. It is still is one of my personal favorite action movies, mostly in the winter when it is snowing. The first movie was Hug Success. Rennie Harlan's job in making this movie make it even harder for him to find a good story and make a snow because they didn't have any actual snow. At the time, it was really hard. I love it. The facts I love. Chase with the snowmobile. Shooting with blanks on Carmine Lorenzo. Fights on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Double cross. John's jokes. The General Esperanza on airplane from Valverde. The same country was named in Schwarzenegger's movie, Commando. John shooting with snowmobile. Then John's fight by the church. Movie to me is really awesome. I enjoy watching Die Hard 2. 10 out of 10 grade. Badass seal of approval. It is my second favorite Die Hard film in the series. Five bullets from Ivo Cobra 8. Nate. Yep. Five bullets. Ivo Cobra says, check it out. (laughs) Tom Rock, you are our guest. Let's get into your final thoughts and your bullet rating for Die Hard 2. Pregnant pause. Going uh, two and a half. Two and a half bullets for Die Hard 2. You know what? Yeah. I want to go three, but Mm. I want to just like two and a half. Mm. I was ahead of the time. I would have rated it. I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Sure. Would have rated it higher up. Last time I talked to you about coming here tonight and mm-hmm. doing this movie, I texted you and you were like, oh, I hate that fucking movie. And I was Ooh. like, spoiler alert. What the fuck? And then I was kind of like, uh. and then I watched it and I was like, like I said earlier, I got up, I literally got up and went to the bathroom during uh-huh. the part where like they're changing magazines. That's right. You guys talk about whatever the fuck. Two hour movie. You got to take a bathroom break. He only fights the bad guys twice. Like yeah. fucking. Yeah. Well, I guess you yeah. could say three times. Like initially in the baggage claim, it's like the bang bang bang, and you're like you like baggage oh, claim. I'm gonna shove your face in this motherfucker on Esperanza's plane. He doesn't really because he just gets grenaded. Because he just like pops and then the, the final deep. on the wing of the plane fight at the, the end. Uh, I'm not even counting fights. the wing of the plane. I'm saying oh, fucking. Oh, wow. uh, I'm saying the 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 initial baggage claim, uh, the walkway annex thing. walkway. Annex That's walkway. The two, the Where's two, the annex walkway? Those are the two big shootouts. The big. Well, I guess he has. I guess you could say that he has the shootout when I was in the bathroom. Like for, I'm forgetting about when they're on the snow. Snowmobile the shootout. Pretty but cool. And yeah, pretty I guess you could cool. throw that one out there. But that's like a fake ass. He's got blanks. Does it not that count? you know it when you're watching him, but it turns. It's a, it's a fake ass shootout. Anyways, dude, fake ass mother. What I mentioned even in the thing when they're trying to take off and they cut to the, like the the cargo hole and they're like you're like. 80%, 85% of the terrorists are all like, ha, yeah. ha, 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 we're all smoking They all die in one moment. And we're good. You're like, He dude. systematically murders one by one like 16 dudes in the first Die Hard. It, it stretches out the this action one, more. Dude, dude, actually, I also read a thing where there's a cop that sh- the when the SWAT team mm-hmm. Gets involved. The SWAT team shoots a couple of the guys, and this is like the only the only pop, diehard pop, where pop, like someone other somebody than other McClane than McClane kills or somebody? Al oh, shoots that's somebody. I never thought about seriously. That. So I was like, oh, I don't know, man. And then when you come down to it, when you really want to break down to it, and you're like, okay, you get to the the final boss scene, yeah, and you have like 
The final boss is like littler, littler than the uh-huh. second boss. <laughs> the, the second yeah. boss is like, don't worry, I got this shit. Yeah, but Sandler's like, ripped to shit. That guy's naked. Like, but like they, that dude's shit like happens when you tai chi ninja, naked. man. That guy, they're all ninjas. I had that literally written down in my thing. I said that at the start, like. These dudes are ninjas. They're all ninjas. And like, he's just brute force. And you're like, okay. But like, dude, on the wing of that airplane, he's already like that guy. There was like no fight between him and the black guy. The black guy was like, dude, he was like, poke, poke, boop, boop. And then, oh, we didn't, we didn't. Sorry to the viewers and listeners at home, but that motherfucker got sucked through the turbine. Mm. And it was pretty cool because they they left you with like pretty realistic. And they that left you. Stop the plane. <laughs> and they left you with like a multiple camera angle of like he's hanging there going, oh, oh, I'm slipping. Oh, no. It was pretty good. McLean doesn't. There, there's nothing to do with McLean fucking up the terrorists like it is in the first right. one. It's all him, like almost like happenstance and just kind of like. Hey man, like I'm trying to just and get not enough the to just fucking him up. He's not getting progressively more wounded throughout yep. the movie. But which... it's but it's just it's just what you I need said. That. Like you need some. It's of all that. circumstance, man. Like it's all just like, hey man, I gotta do this. I kind of get through it. Da, 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 da. I got some other help, and it just kind of like just it, it solves itself, if That's you right. will. I only give it like two and a half stars. Initially, if I wouldn't bullets. watch this and it came into whatever the fuck, I, I probably me. would have been like, oh, yeah, Die Hard 2, Die Hard. It's like now. three and a yeah. half, four stars. That's a, a die That's hard like movie. my impression of you. It's like, a die oh, hard Tom Rock, Die Hard movie's real it's good. Die Hard movie. And I was like, dude, after dude, watching dude, it. Dude, bro, bro. And you, you gotta watch Die Hard 2, bro. You did it for me, though, <laughs> when, you, when we talked and you were all like, I hate that fucking movie. And I was like, I know how Nate sounds when he says that. So I'm watching it and I was like, <gasps> and then sounds wh- like we might be. What happened as soon as I got to your place tonight? What happened? I said, "Oh yeah, that I, was." I ate uh, a protein bar. I was like, "Blah blah blah." Hey man, I watched Die Hard three, and you're like, "I just yeah. got done watching." We both Die did Hard just 3. get done watching Die, Die Hard three. The coolest. You get through Die Hard two, you got to put on three. So, you need a palate cleanser. So yeah, yeah, exactly a palate cleanser. So like Die Hard two, man, like it is what it is, and I like yes, if, just if like I was fucking like 19, 18, 16 years old, and you just saw Die Hard and Die Hard two came out, I would have been open the weekend like. Yeah, I was definitely you know what there I'm opening saying? weekend and you doing been that like, And you still you would have been doing. like, hell yeah, this is the it's greatest thing since sliced my bread. But when it comes down to it, it's so not and it's so not a diehard movie. It's Two out of the realm of... and a half bullets from Tarek. Matt, what do you got for us? I would just like to say shame on the both of you. Oh, no. For watching Die Hard 3. Right Without afterwards. You? No. You? No. Shame on you for watching it right afterwards. Without you. You're, You're s- mad. You yeah. No. No, 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 no. I'm saying. He wanted episode. you guys to cuddle on no, the couch. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. We have a specific assignment. And you uh, guys. You ruin it for yourself, you know? What, what's, no, no, no. what's that assignment? You're like, no. you're like, uh, what do I have to do this week for the show? I got to jerk off in a corner while a dog's chewing on my ankle. We were supposed and to then be doing that? At, right afterwards, you're like, oh, I make love with the, just a beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah of course you're going to like the, the beautiful woman better, okay? Listen, I we did had not no. to watch no. the third one before I already wrote down all my thoughts and rating of the you second one. You had to watch. It's not coloring anything. You had to jerk off in an angry 
hornet's nest, okay? Look, yeah, it's Die Hard 2, man. I've now got a hornet either. wife. Either way. Yeah, either did. way. No, no, no. We were here to watch Die Hard 2. And we did. And Die Hard 2. Sounds like me and Tom Rock did a little bit more homework. I feel like i seen this movie once or twice yeah. in its whole It's form. not the one I pulled you know out of the saying? box set. How old are you? 37 now. And you just said, oh, I've seen it maybe once or twice in its whole. So, like, yeah. you're going to question us? Yeah, I'm saying. You guys wow. fucked yourselves by watching it's Die really, Hard 3. I'm putting really Die Hard 2 up on its own against all the shitty Die Hard movies that came afterwards. Right, okay. And let me tell you. Die Hard 3 is the second best Die Hard movie. I'm not Ooh. arguing you guys okay. on that. Okay. But the first Die Hard 2, at least John McClane's still John McClane in this movie. He hasn't graduated into that bald, angry guy that's just like, everything I do is over. Oh, man. Everything I'm doing is definitely in four and five. Well, I said three's definitely doing that. I said, four five. I said three's the best. I said Die three's the best sequel. Bring him to my lair. Die Hard Die 2 used to be Die Hard 2. Not good. We're gonna fist fight about Die Hard 2. Like fucking shit up on the interstate? That's some good fucking Die Hard. You're thinking of true lies. That was definitely true lies. They took it from true lies. You have you not seen Also that shit Die all looks Hard awful. Before? Die Hard 2 from that that fighter jet used looks awful. to be the worst. And then I started thinking about all the other Die Hards and everything that's happened to Bruce Willis and I have seen all of the Shyamalan split movies. Die Hard 2 a fucking middle of the road three bullet movie. Whoa. Yeah, like he should have killed a lot more Terrorist, that's for sure, but like at least you still fucking get John McClane, man. That's right. Three bullets for Matistrowski. You guys, I uh Nate's gonna go two. Think you'll be surprised. Nate's gonna go four. He's gonna fuck us both. Middle of the road generic action movie is exactly what I wrote right here. Usually I love middle of the road generic action movies. That's my thing. As a sequel to Die Hard, the greatest action movie of all time, that just doesn't cut the mustard, man. It, uh, oh, you can't I see just what do you that. Did. Can't do that. Uh, this movie, it's got lamer sidekicks than Alan Argyle. It's got lamer villains than uh, fucking Hans Gruber. It does far too much dumb, like, oh, how's all Fine the same sense. shit happening again to us? I hate how much they mention it, how much it is just the same fucking shit. I hate how it ends exactly the same. You don't have to have it be exactly Die Hard to be a Die Hard sequel. Die Hard with a Vengeance is a different movie. It does different stuff. It gets the spirit of Die Hard too. My number one complaint, John McClane cannot be living happily with Bonnie in L.A., he is going to mess up that marriage weeks after Die Hard 1 because he's an impossible asshole to live with. Nay, That's nay. why him waking up nay, nay. outside of his marriage in a drunken stupor, shaken awake back in New York City is what would happen after Die Hard. That's why I do not recognize <laughs> Die Hard 2 as being a movie that exists. To me, there are only two Die Hard movies. The ones McTiernan directed... Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance. There are no other Die Hard movies. Die Hard Materian 2. is not on board. It is not Die Hard. Die Hard 2 exists in Commando Universe. 
That's what we want to get to. This is what, I would the, rather this been Commando 2 than Die Hard 2. Commando 2 slash Die Hard However, Matt. Can you imagine Matt, that shit, dude? Uh, 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 Generic uh, uh, middle uh, of the road uh, uh, action movie. Plus it does have some uh, McLean uh, charm to it. I got to bump it up from two and a half to three bullets. Bang, 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 I'm right there with you on that three bullets. Bang. I got, I got in Tom Rock's head. He thought he was coming in here like saying four uh, bullets. Boom. Got him all the way down to two and a half. I was gonna, I was gonna do three, three bullets, but I just, I just. Listen, I'm not arguing with you. On another couldn't. day, on another day, I could see myself going two and a half just as well. Couldn't. Guys, I would just like to say we all know a shitty couple. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. And this Holly and and fucking John are the shitty couple. Oh, and this 100%. is this movie is the moment where they lie to themselves and they go. We can make this work. No, one's it's the like, moment. We can Christy make Alley this work. Travol- one's the Christy moment. Christy Alley and John Travolta. No, no way. You're, they, thinking of, you're thinking of Christy Alley and Tim Allen. No way they lived together in Christy L.A. Alley and John Travolta more than two, three Bruce weeks. Bruce Willis is their love before child, Bruce Willis which also that. came out in the same Sent year. Sent down to flames. The same year. Guys, yeah. that wraps it up for Die Hard Two. We're dropping deuces all November long, though, so you got to get ready. I'm excited about next week because this is one I've only seen one or two times. Haven't seen it since I was a kid. Looking forward to RoboCop 2 next week. Join us, won't you? I'll buy that for a dollar on Baby Oil and Blow. Drop your top, kiss your ass goodbye. Stay single. It's a long road when you're They tear your dreams apart And every new town Just seems to bring you down Trying to find peace of mind Can break your heart It's a Use a friend.